Uncle Dave does his show presumably in the morning. He's not like taking time out of his evening. That's when he that's when he needs to watch the wrestling that he talks about in the morning. Yeah, well, luckily for Dave, he's on the West Coast, so pay-per-views are ending at like 7 p.m. for him and, instead of like 10 p.m. And I think he's spending so much of his time caring for New Japan anyways. I mean, God, I don't even know. What That's the, true. Uh, yeah, his time zones are probably all over the place. I don't even know what that time zone like. Do you think that Dave Meltzer, like, like his, his natural sleeping schedule is that which is like perfectly acclimated to view live to, uh, Japan wrestling and live <coughs> East Coast United States wrestling. I bet it's sort of like he wakes up when one's happening, so before he goes to bed, the other one is happening. Yeah, but it's got to be tough sometimes. Oh, like, I'm, uh, I'm sure. There's probably times where he, he only sleeps like two hours, three hours in a day. It's like, well... G1's kicking back up. Got to watch that. And then AEW's on. And it's a job. Not. It's a, you know, it's like when you work a long shift and you only have a short amount of turnover before the next shift. It's like, yeah, yeah. I guess oh, I got the wor- it. Yeah. The worst. Yeah. When you like work a night shift and then you got to be back there the next day, you're like, fuck, I'm just going home to sleep and I'm coming back to this shit. Oh, I love, uh, I see, uh, one one thing I do love about being so close to work is that that often feels very personal, you know, I can look out my window and see, actually see the building where <laughs> I'm going back to, and you're just like, ah, fuck, I gotta go back there, um, yeah. in such a short period of time. Of course, one time I did work, uh, and I don't mean to toot my own horn or anything or brag, but it is, <laughs> like, illustrious and well-known amongst the community at work, um, my 24-hour shift. Oh, yes, it was even legal. Well, I'm an independent contractor, so everything, everything's if, legal, that's, baby. I guess that's true. But WWE when, stuff for you. Just like that. Me and, uh, you know, me and Roman Reigns were not too different. Yeah. If they wanted to have a 24 hour Iron Man match, who could stay? Who could stop them? It would be up to the performers to say no, right. you know, to, to accept or decline. But in my particular case, um, I would have been finished at, yeah, like one or 2 a.m. Like that, that's when I would have been finished and I would have had to return for eight or nine. So myself and a colleague, the, the two of us were in the same situation and we were looking at ourselves and just said, we had a huge event the next day, you know, massive. We needed to set up LED walls. We needed to set up bands. We needed to set up televisions. And we just kind of looked at ourselves at around 10 p.m. and asked, what if we just stayed Like stayed up. We stayed the extra six hours. What if and like what could we accomplish and what would that save us on the other end? Uh, So we kind of we thought about it to ourselves like, okay, so at midnight, let's go home. We'll grab food for the next day. Make yourself a coffee. He wanted to have a shower, grab a change of clothes. And then we're just Mm going to come back and not stop. And that's exactly it. I got there. I I think I started my shift at 2 p.m. the day before uh, worked the night. Worked through the morning and then left uh, at 2 p.m. the next day. And I bet you didn't even go to bed right away when you got home. I did go to bed right when I get home <laughs> because, see, here's so to add a to add a wrench in the plan. So that uh, that night was game two of the NBA finals between the Toronto <gasps> Raptors and the Golden State Warriors. Oh, so well. we were having a couple friends over uh, to watch the game, which I, you know, which I knew. And I was like, yeah, let's have all these people over. So I knew I had like a five hour nap there. It was like, I need to try, I threw in yeah. my headphone or I threw in my earplugs. I need to charge up. 
it's uh, enough, but on 24 hours, that's kind of still kind of rough. Yeah, it was. Uh, of course, you wake up, have a cup of coffee, you're with your friends, watching the basketball game, and I bet Uncle Dave's life is no different. You know, sometimes he may only have a few hours to sleep, but he's got to wake up and check out that G1, baby. Do you think he watches any non-wrestling sports? Uh, yeah, I wonder if, uh, I wonder if he has, like, a favorite, like, if he he's watched, like the... do you think he watched Breaking Bad? <laughs> I'm sure he's, uh, <laughs> yeah, got some sort of talent, but, like, yeah, I could see him being, like, a baseball fan, like the Angels. Yeah. Or... He loves his Angels. <laughs> well, and, I, or a sport where the, the statistics are crazy, something like yeah. baseball, which is conducive to that. Very you know? much. <laughs> he's, he seems like the kind of guy who... You know, like oh, against right-handed pitchers, in the uh, when the temperature's below sixty-two degrees. Uh, yeah, he would know everything. Yeah. Well, back when they played uh, an exhibition game of the Tokyo Dome in '78. <laughs> of course, well, all the exhibition game of the Tokyo Dome, <laughs> and also I think you know baseball is a big sport there in Japan. In Japan, yeah, it's like one of the second biggest leagues, I think. Hey, we may have we may have found Uncle Dave's uh, what make Uncle Dave tick. Well, let's jump right into the podcast here because this is not a Dave Meltzer podcast about a podcast no. about Dave. He's got Meltzer. his own thing. He's Go got on. his own observer radio that I'm sure you can pay X amount of dollars for. But for if you if you don't want to pay X amount of dollars for each month, you can just listen to the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. Of course, that's what you're listening to. It's the only podcast, the only wrestling podcast hosted by myself. It's also hosted by Mike the Shoot Shepherd. Yes. And we've got such a great uh, show coming up. It was another big week. We're recording a day late. It's it's in the morning. I've got my coffee here. Uh, I'm energized. I got my water. Not a caffeine so. man. You're not a caffeine man. Never have been. No, no. never have been. I just, uh, you know, it it, uh, it doesn't, I don't like it. And at this point, you probably never will be. No, <laughs> like, it I does think, have its disadvantages. Of course, you know, where, you know, maybe a little tired here and there or the routine <laughs> of getting up and, you know, you're saving money, though. You're not going to Starbucks every couple I'm days. Saving and, money and time, but yeah, people... Yeah, some people it's the it's leverage, extra leverage. Yeah, they. I don't have that wild card. You you don't have you know? that. Uh, they need. If their I have coffee. one of those four hour sleep nights, I just got to push through the next day. What about uh like a a can of Coca Cola? Would that be enough sugar and caffeine to maybe give you a quick boost? Yeah, I mean, I usually don't drink cola, but mm-hmm. I'll t- you know. In uh yeah, in a desperate time, I'll take a can of Coca Cola. In a desperate situation, yeah, a little just a little bit of sugar that could be enough to perk you up, get you <laughs> over the edge. Yeah. Yeah. Don't need caffeine. Don't need caffeine. Well, let's just, uh, let's start kicking around the show, shall we? Before we get to our tweet of the week, uh, there is a little bit of news. So let's take a trip around the ring. Around the ring, 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 around the ring. Around the ring, around the ring. Hey. How does that sound? Um, every single year, actually since 1991, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, PWI, releases their top 500 uh, wrestlers in the world. Um, and then I think later on in the late 2000s, they created a category solely for women. But um, this year's PWI top 500 just came out. Indeed. Indeed it did. And uh, let's, you know, just kind of count counting down. 
the Let's list. go from 500. Let's do <laughs> Let's it. Let's go from 500. <laughs> going to number 500. Uh, no, that's not the case. We're going to, uh, for 2020, our top fives, if we can. Uh, number five, going to Tetsuo Naito. Over there, mm-hmm. New Japan, number four, led by our very own WWE champion, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, had a good year. Uh, number three coming in is uh, Chris Jericho, who hasn't yeah. been, or he was a champion for a very short period of time in this year, but he's still been kind yeah, of driving still been that very company prominent. over there. Number two, Adam Cole, Bay Bay, who, uh, mm-hmm. of course, the record-setting NXT champion, and uh, always in the fold. And coming in at number one, uh, the work of the year, uh, one of the, the the biggest, I think you we could say, professional wrestler on the planet right now. His name's John Moxley. John Moxley, the Mox man. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, pretty solid list. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Roman Reigns came late. Too back. Came back too late to be eligible. Otherwise, I think Roman would definitely be in the top five. There. Came back. <clears throat> excuse me. Came back too late. But yes, he will be coming in with a vengeance next year. Uh, yeah. And like I said, you know, in 2008, they uh, brought in the women's list of things. So let's cover that coming in at number five. Uh, Sasha Banks. Yeah, you know, I would have put her higher, but that's okay. <laughs> of course you would have put her higher. Coming in at number four, Charlotte Flair. Uh, I guess she has won the SmackDown and the NXT belts this calendar year. That's kind of been her thing. When was she? She won SmackDown this year? Didn't she? The blip. Oh, ca- <laughs> oh calendar. So or, or like, sorry, not calendar. Not calendar year. Sorry, no, no, no. From like <laughs> this point until last point. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like a mid-year award. Yeah, um, their fiscal year. Their fiscal year. Yeah, the PWI fiscal year. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming in number three, we got Asuka. Yeah, she's been, she's been strong. Of course, she's been just kind of like leading this raw women's division at least. Yeah, um, because of because of uh, you know of a, a belt being forfeited by our number two, Becky Lynch. Yeah, you know she's been gone half the year, but she put in such a strong mark that she still got that number two spot. Oh, for right. for sure, for sure, she uh, is still probably when she returns. That's going to be the pop of the year. Oh yeah. When oh I- yeah. Save that for fans if they can. Yeah, uh, I mean we can only say that for so much, but and, and number one, I think we all know who. N- number one, yeah. Even if you were to guess who it is, and you were to just kind of ask somebody, "Hey, who do you think it is?" I don't think there's this bigger female performer on the planet right now, let alone like one of the top heels on the planet right now. Uh, and her name is Bailey. That's right. She's yeah. just been, you know, she's been champ for a whole year, and it's still not really boring. So. And isn't that crazy? It's been over 365 days a year, or sorry, now, and now we're hitting the point in the rivalry where we knew we were kind of going to get to. Yeah. We didn't rush this at all. There were a few times I think she had like a championship match against Tamina or something, like like, like not too many matches that have fallen flat. Yeah. But a couple fillers, you know, when you have a rain that long, there's going to be a filler. Exactly, because you're because you're going to have to. But uh, yeah. ever since, remember when Cody fought the the war horse? Yes, yeah, the war horse. <laughs> yeah. and even everyone the, needs a war horse. And here even and there. yeah, everyone needs a war horse here and there. And, um, and it was fun. I remembered his name. So is she still holding on to the belt from when she cashed in? Mm, there was the Charlotte blip. The happened Charlotte in blip between. happened in the middle. Okay, but cool. it still has been a full year. 
So yeah. like the total reign between the two is like 450 days. Or yeah, something she's running away with the SmackDown Women's Division, uh, running away uh, overall women on the entire planet. Uh, the bottom five, so the top five of the women that we just named, all WWE performers, the bottom five, uh, six through ten, are all non-WWE performers. You have Hikaru Shida, Tessa Blanchard, Riho, Io Shirai, well, uh, you know what I mean, and uh, Mayu Awanati. Or Awa Awatani, who I've never yeah. heard of before, but apparently she's uh she's great. I don't know how those AEW girls got so high, but yeah, that's I, okay. Riho, I know it's a kayfabe list. So. The Riho is the uh, the part that I don't understand, but hey, I'm not making lists. Uh, not yet. But uh, that may be a feature to come in a certain episode 100, folks. (laughs) In a certain episode 100. (laughs) Okay, that's all the news I have for this. And round the ring nonsense. Yeah. No, I didn't prepare any news this week, but it'll it'll all bleed into the rest of the episode. Of course, as I'm sure it were. And like you just said, like you just said, uh, the rest of the episode, let's kick off the episode. Of course, there's no better way to kick off the episode than with the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. <laughs> I forgot there was a Jamie there uh, for a second. Um, this week's Tweet League champion came out uh, shortly after. I guess she's our CFO. Um, uh, I think so. At Stephanie. Stephanie. At Stephanie McMahon. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, they just popped up her name. Uh, last Chief financial week. officer. Chief financial officer. She uh, reached out <clears throat> to her followers and fans. So proud of the WWE community team and all of their hard work to make WWE the 2020 Corporation of the Year at this year's PR, CSR, and nonprofit awards. Uh, WWE's mission is to put smiles on faces, and it could not be done without the hard work and passion of this incredible team. Yeah, so I guess the Corporation of the Year by this uh, uh, PR news, I guess there's some kind of group of people who decide these sorts of things. However, um, a former WWE employee didn't maybe didn't agree so. Well, he's former WWE, current AEW employee at Jake Hager. Who just responded by saying, LOL, I guess lying about over $37 million in quarterly profits so you can fire over 300 people during a worldwide pandemic is a category for an award. Gotcha, Steph. Jake Hager, you're the Tweet of the League champion. <laughs> Jake Hager. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Jakey. Uh, they say that award was a non-profit thing? What the fuck's that Well, all about? I think it, it looks like it was uh, sort of... I said CSR and non Maybe it's like non-profit and profit. Okay. You know, maybe. Uh, uh, <laughs> they kind of lumping them both together or something there. Yeah. Uh, but I get his point, Mr. Hager. I mean, he uh, he was not a victim of the releasing, you know, but he had, no, no, he's I'm sure, money. many uh, many friends, colleagues who. 300. That seems like a lot. Yeah, I'm I not sure. It. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, I guess when you, uh, maybe when you factor in. Uh, you know, the, not only the on-screen performers, but I'm sure there was uh, a I guess lo- the road crew and shit. The, ro- the people driving the trucks and things like that. that. And I even think people in the corporate office. You know, I have friends who their PR department of seven people just got reduced down to one. Not not due to any hard feelings or anything. Just like, look, we're not making that much money anymore. So six of you are gone. One of you can stay. Or I know I know a few people around any like 
company that has a like a like a party planning committee <laughs> or like a group that you know sort of handles those out of office kind of extracurriculars that's yeah. not a job anymore or your <laughs> department of five is now just you yeah. so yeah i think there are a lot of people in the in titan tower that uh that may have gotten it yeah for sure uh steph's not one of them though. <clears throat> of course steph's not one of them you can't fire a mcmahon <laughs> I mean, if I were to fire one McMahon, she'd be the one. She'd be the one. Well, Vince is gonna die soon, anyway. Yeah, Vince so. is gonna. I guess, and Lin, Linda's not a not no, like a main. I trust Triple H the most with the company. And I like Shane McMahon's song too much to like never <laughs> it's hear way it better again. Than her song, it's way too good. Like if someone's like, "Do you want to never hear that entrance again?" I'd be like, "No, I do. I do kind of want to see him do that little. Yeah. You know, he's kind of skipping back and forth, little, doing the little twirlies." Yeah. He thinks he's Muhammad Ali or something. He th- yeah, he thinks he's something. I don't know. He's wearing his Nikes. He looks all cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Thanks, Steph. And thanks, Jake Hager, Tweety Luke champion. All right. First time, I believe. One time. That is correct. All right. One time. Killing me softly with his song. Let's move on. <laughs> That's a great to idea. The season premiere. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. They used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Is that what this was? <laughs> now, we are we are close. We are very, very kind of in tune with what the brand-to-brand Invitational is. Season 1! I just want to get our just kind of get our recap so we can be sure. Uh, season <laughs> 1 featured a May 18th brand-to-brand Invitational where King Corbin was moved over to Raw. There was also a May 22nd episode where Charlotte Flair went over to SmackDown. Uh, September 7th and September 17th, Shinsuke, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro traveled from Raw to, or traveled from SmackDown to Raw. Um, Kevin Owens on October 2nd, though, that was pretty recent in our memory. Squeaking it in. Yeah. And then, of course, the, uh, you know, it's kind of like the Barry Bonds statistic where they, he won, but it's all kind of asterisked because we're not sure. Braun Strowman had three separate uh, appearances on Raw Underground. And but all, but we, he still made it under the four. We don't four. know. I think it was f- five total. Oh, because he, he had other ones? No, no, sorry. Like, it, it, like I think you were allowed five. Oh, okay. It was either four or five. <clears throat> so he, we, we, always, we, kept, we kept saying quarterly, so I thought it was four. So he used three of five. Whether or not he is the victor of season one, I don't know. But, uh, or, but to kick off season two, <laughs> um, Braun Strowman's doing it again. We're not going to get to that till later in the show, though. However, yeah. well, we are. Because he said, I got extras last time. Might as well use one right away. Yeah, I don't think they're like, I don't think it's rollover. I don't think they're no. rollover uh, No, no, no. Minutes. It would be madness because otherwise people who don't appear, they'd have like 20. Uh, exactly. Up. Everybody else except for, you know, Corbin, Charlotte, Shinsuke, Braun, and Kevin Owens would have five yeah. and now five. Daniel Bryan would be like, man, I got stacks of these things. <laughs> I've been coming here for years. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's so. I just want to recap season one uh, before we do kick off season two because our subsequent Raw episode will be our season premiere of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, two season premieres, but uh, like we said, the rules are in effect, right? I, oh, I well, I don't know if the rules are in effect from on their point of from their point well, on of their view, point of view. But from from ours back here, hell yeah, the rules are. In yeah, effect. I know you would not be. I am slide. not letting this one slide this I, year. I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was kind of a, a no man's zone episode, but 
It's a season premiere, so they have to let it count. So they have to let it count. So let's kick off the season premiere. Um, and it kind of opens up with the. Uh, so we open up with the entire roster. I think on the stage, Trips and Steph are in the ring, just kind of hyping what we have going on. Yeah, and then everyone just starts brawling on the ramp, and the freak Lars Solomon comes out, starts wrecking shit. So Jeff Hardy comes out, sends him off, and they'll have a match later. Or no, they'll have a match right away. Uh, yeah, Hardy fights Sullivan, but, uh, yeah, the friggin' stupid freak gets the win with his freak accident thing. The freak accident, yeah, this is problematic. Um, a quick Google search will kind of lead you to understand that it's problematic. Um, and right now there sort of seems to be nothing that separates him from the other, like, big guys. Like, Lars and Braun, put them right beside each other, I'm just like, same dude. Like, neither one of them has that, like, discernible personality beyond wanting to just cause destruction. Yeah, and you know? people don't hate Braun Strowman. At least people don't hate Braun Strowman. You know, you might yeah. be like, yeah, like okay, even his whatever. peers, I don't think, like Lars Sullivan. So. It sort of seems as though, I mean, fuck, who, who knows? I guess if you had to choose between, like, you know, Lars Sullivan and Jackson Riker... I mean, God, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which one? Which way? Like, if I had to choose with a gun to my head, maybe I would choose Lars Sullivan. But, uh, God, the match was fine, though. I think. I mean, yeah, it was short. It was sweet. Yeah, it just didn't stand uh, out. Well, as it wasn't anything. sweet. It was just short. It didn't but... didn't stand out as anything special. Yeah, I mean, it was. If I had, if they have to, then this is enough. This yes. is enough. Yes, exactly. Me, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then we do get. A final send-off match for New Day as a three-pack. But I guess you got to count it, right, for Xavier and Kofi? I mean, I would count it for Xavier and Kofi. I I mean, I'm asking you. Just because (laughs) there was no need for this. this, Well, I guess out of respect. Out of respect, of course. But, hey, the Brand Brand Invitational doesn't include No, if you want to mark it down, mark it down. That's what I'm saying. Marking it down, baby. I'm not keeping score on this. I deal with the 24-7 title. Yeah, yeah. This you're the 24-7 your... guy. I'm the brand brand invitational guy. Yeah. Uh, between the two of us, we have we 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 kind of we're covering we're kind of covering we, all we, the we nonsense. We do our best. Exactly. We do our best. Yeah. Uh, but this is it. New day taking on Seamus, Cesaro, Nakamura. The three pack. Uh, they even they cut a big promo before the match. They're all emotional about being split up, you know, six years and all the moments, the triumphs, the tears. They are crying a little bit. But then we get a match. Uh, yeah, good match. Haven't seen them all together. Haven't even seen because they've been out. So it's been like an actual year since mm-hmm. we've had them all. But uh, yeah, they look good. Good match. New Day hit their finisher with Big E one last time. Pick up the win. It's, uh, you know, six years ago this uh, this team formed and truly elevated the tag division, changed the tag division, cemented their yeah. place in the history of it all. Um, as one of the <clears throat> best of all time. One could say. Teams. teams. One could say. And I think certainly uh, this, you know, was was a better send-off than, maybe, you know, just having them, you know, kind of flounder apart or whatever. But that being said, they won't be apart for long. This is the, uh, I think it's Big E's time to kind of move to the front of the circle or front of the line. Yeah. And, you know, they didn't break up. They just kind of split them up a little exactly because i uh, you know i mean if this was wwe like women's booking logic we would have to break them up (laughs) and for for no reason you can't just have them stop going in matches together you have to break them up yeah but daniel bryan is back ladies and gentlemen yes making his debut in the thunderdome 
It was still uh, the performance center when he left. So. Yeah, it still was. It still was. The other day, I uh, I rewatched that Kofi Daniel Bryan WrestleMania match. It was on. Uh, they've uploaded it for for free on the network, or not the network, on YouTube there. Ah, excellent. Still oh holds. Oh, still. I mean, it was only a year ago. <laughs> it was great. Oh, <laughs> it was a year and a bit ago, I guess. At year this point. Uh, oh, fucking still holds up. When they keep cutting. Yeah. When they keep cutting back to more people backstage. Checking out the TV. Oh, yeah. Crowding around. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, so I'm pausing it. Oh, yeah. Everybody in that little backstage area has like a different excitement uh, level on their face, right? Like everyone's excited with different expressions on their face. It is a lot of fun to see. Yeah. Excellent match. Um, but Brian's here. He's pumped. Bree and Birdie, they're watching from the Thunderdome. Doesn't he have a uh, new kid? Yeah. They, they, I guess the kid was sleeping, the other one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Brian's just hyping up the matches for tonight and all the new guys on the roster he's looking forward to mixing it up with when Seth Rollins interrupts. But uh, his graphics, they still said Monday Night Messiah, so they need to update that. But Yeah, what did you come uh, up with last week? A Friday Night Father? I think. Something like that, which was also <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, well, I saw somewhere along the lines he called himself the savior of SmackDown. So that That's a good work. one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Anyways, he's being his old cocky heel self, and uh, he's like, hey, Brian, yeah, what's, what side of history do you want to be on? you want to be with me, against me? And Brian says, uh, you know, I'm all about the better future, saving the planet, but your vision, self-indulgence, kind of dumb. So Seth's insulted. He cheap shots Brian, starts to beat him up, but Brian fights back, uh, and Seth just kind of runs away. But as he's trying to retreat up the ramp, Dominic and Ray come out. They block him. So Brian's just like, all yours, boys. And then, yeah, Murphy comes running out. He looks like he's going to help Rollins, but then he just beats the shit out of him. And, yeah, so Rollins leaves, and Murphy offers a handshake to the Mysterios, but they don't accept it. They're not there yet. Not there yet. I wonder what happened for both of these, because it really feels like the the Mysterio-Rollins saga, like, yeah, we're just moving it over to SmackDown now. Like, I wonder what happened for us to move both of those, because those are huge, two huge pieces with one pretty long-ass story that hasn't stopped. Uh, I wonder what, uh, what led to this the whole thing being moved over to SmackDown. I don't know. I guess they, they wanted to move one. They're like, well, we got to move them all because we're not done with this yet, so... Yeah, no, it's uh, it it is yeah, just just curious. Yeah, of course, you know the fiend moved moved over to Raw, so we kind of lost a top guy there. And... Yeah, uh, I think at some point throughout the shows there was like Zoom calls with Goldberg or some other stuff like that. Yeah, or... it was it was Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't remember what he said. I think I think it's, they still kind of want to go back to that Roman Reigns Goldberg that they never had that they were supposed to at WrestleMania. What do we need it? I mean, I don't, I don't, but I think Vince just wants that spear versus spear that he was supposed to have. Yeah, what's, what is it with the spear versus spear that everybody <laughs> wants to see? Uh, like, what I want to see is a 22-minute Roman Reigns match where I hear him telling a story. I don't want to see Roman Reigns go spear, 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 90 seconds. I, yeah. Are we not I mean, past uh, that? Don't do it at WrestleMania. If you want to do it, do it at, like, TLC. Do it at a fucking house show. I don't Throw care. Away. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think there was also another Bianca Belair vignette, but my video got like cut off, so I didn't really get to see it. Oh, I think I missed that Did one. Did you see a Bianca? Bing? Yeah. Anyways, uh, there was a SmackDown tag title match. Street Profits defended against uh, Rude and Ziggler. 
But uh, yeah, it was just a stupid little match. DQ, double team. Classic DQ. <laughs> Classic DQ. Yeah, but uh, then we have a contract signing between Sasha Banks, Bailey for their title match at Hell in the Cell. In the Cell, mediated by Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce, uh, who was like a guy, apparently. He's got he work, he does every damn job you need. I, I, to. No, I don't even mean in the present, like in the past. Adam like a Pierce, wrestler? yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I don't know much about him other than yeah, he was a wrestler. Fuck, what did I? Yeah, I swear <laughs> to God, like it was something. He had won a title before, and I was just blown. It was something like yeah, like he's an NWA world, like an NWA five time NWA heavyweight champion. Wow. And I was weird. just like, "What? This guy?" <laughs> no, well, I mean, <laughs> I've, I've been there. a big fan. I've been, I've liked Adam Pierce this whole time. But uh, yeah, he's actually a five-time NWA champion. Which I guess, yeah. if we, you know, sort of similar to that kind of Ric Flair logic, that would mean that he's a five-time world champion. He's never won in the WWE sure. or any other of the major promotions. But you know, kind of, he is in that lineage. I mean, uh, but he probably didn't. It's weird because they wouldn't count any of the newer NWA champs as that. There's like a cutoff. Point oh, there is a cutoff. Like oh, maybe like, I guess when Vince bought the the history, like that's where the cutoff point is. I don't know. Probably like, yeah, when NWA absorbed with TNA and all this other. Because TNA right. had the NWA title. Okay. Uh, okay. Their history is confusing. But, hey, I get it. Makes uh Adam Pierce, though, he can take a bump. We know that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hope <laughs> Maybe. we know. One of these days, he's going to get put through a table or One something. One of these days, he's going through a table. <laughs> but uh, the contract signing, Sasha Banks was looking great here with this nice red dress. Looks like she's ready to go to an award show or something. Red carpet. <laughs> just not used to seeing her out of the ring gear. It was cool. Uh, but Sasha's not fooling around. She just signs the contract right away and says, I've been waiting for this moment a long time. Uh, you know, you just want to be done with me and continue your record-breaking reign, but I'm not gonna, you know, friends, you turned your back on me. I could have turned on you years ago, but, uh, hell and cell, I'm gonna end you. So, I'm Sasha Banks. My name is bigger than your title. So she got her good there. Bailey leaves the ring without signing, but Sasha says you will sign that contract one way or another. Yeah, whether or not the contract is signed... I wonder if, uh, has a match ever not happened the night of because the heel didn't sign the contract? Has that ever been like Uh, a kayfabe thing? Not that exact reason, but there have been matches that have been promoted and promised that they just pull the shoot on. Shit. Hopefully this is uh, not that. No, I mean, they couldn't do that. This match is too hyped up. Um, And they still have one more episode of SmackDown, so she can sign it. She can still sign it. I mean, she could pull the Roman Reigns and wait till the cell's fucking lowering. Wait, 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 wait. Is Hell in a Cell this weekend? It is this Sunday. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is Crown Royal. This is is Crown Crown Jewel all over again. (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. Okay, we're back. We're back. No, this has been been fairly spaced out. No, it has been. It has been. What was our last one? Uh well the last WWE one was the Clash Gold Rush Clash Gold like Rush a month ago yeah, now. Yeah. I guess I guess we that's a good point that's between. a good point but we have had takeover and yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. and full gear around the bend mm-hmm. but uh, this Hell in a Cell this Sunday fantastic yeah. I'm on the ball I'm on the ball <laughs> but the main event of the evening we do have that Invitational Roman Reigns defending his Universal Title against Braun Strowman. And uh, this is the first time the title, Universal title, has ever been defended on SmackDown. So, hey. Is that, that's, is that true? That's a fact. 
I guess it's been held by pretty much just non-performers and The Fiend. Yeah, when it comes to SmackDown. When it comes yeah. to SmackDown, at least, yeah. Because, uh, yeah. So, anyways, we get a heavyweight match. Both men getting their licks in. Reigns hits a spear, but Braun kicks out. And then we start to see some new styles from Reigns, some rare submission work from Roman as he applies this big guillotine choke and just brings Strowman down to the mat, chokes him out. What? Braun is... Braun? He chokes Braun out. Yeah. Uh, Michael Cole calls it a tap out, but it was clearly a choke out. The ref... Or, yeah, Michael Cole fucked up. Classic. Uh, but the tribal chief has retained. Uh, and after the match, Jey Uso comes out, and Reigns just continues to beat down Strowman with a chair, saying like, hey, this is going to be you, Uso. Uh, it's going to be you, Uso. <laughs> so Uso gets in the ring. Roman gives him the chair and just turns his back. He's like, come on, hit me. Hit me! <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he doesn't. So Reigns turns around, and he gives him a good smack in the face. He smacks Roman, hits him with a super kick. Then he picks up the chair and beats the shit out of Roman with it. Uh, so officials come pouring out. They pull Jay away, but when he's restrained, Reigns hits him with a Superman punch, the sucker punch to stand tall at the end of the show. But just another another great angle between those two. If there's one or one of the shining stars or you know best programs of the Covitude era... This, you know, being in the Thunderdome lets us hear Roman and Jay tell the story where this there's no you you couldn't play that on live TV because, you know, half the arena wouldn't know what the fuck's going on. Just the way in which they're sort of in the ring and talking without a microphone. Yeah, I uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely a huge. Yeah. Bright spot on all of this is just kind of. And yeah, Michael Cole finally taking a step back motherfucker just sh- <laughs> you don't have to talk for like it, it, you can do like 30 seconds without talking and just let roman and jay do it oh yeah and there's gonna be plenty more of that when they get locked in that cell i, I don't even want to hear michael cole's voice once i just want them to yeah, cut the mic yeah so they're just, gonna have their own microphone in the ring they for the i quit thing they're gonna need to. they're gonna need the i quit step mic yeah <laughs> Uh, but that was your season premiere of Friday Night SmackDown. Season premiere SmackDown, which is great. You know, uh, Fox, Fox's Instagram account, they, um, you know, they put out promos and stuff for uh, all the time. And they had some great promo images for the, or they've had for this Roman J thing going on. Of course, like it, you know, it looks like you, you can tell just, you know, by a photo when you're like, you guys are family. Like you know, the way in which these <laughs> posters are made up is like you've almost you feel the emotion kind of going through both these competitors. <laughs> yes. Uh, Monday Night Raw, shall we? Let's get Because, you know, why? what's better than one season premiere? And we're talking two season premieres. Yeah, I mean, is there any other show that has, like, two different shows within a show? <laughs> is there a show that has two <laughs> shows? Okay, let's think about that. I mean, I know there's spinoffs and stuff, but I'm talking, like, simultaneous universe that's basically the same show. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Besides, like, you know, they have shows like The, uh, the Green Arrow and The Flash. Like, those are both, like, the same company makes both of them and then continues yeah. to make them. But it's not like, it's, but it's a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unique. 
Very it's much unique. so. But uh, we've also got a unique new intro for Raw. Some kind of hip hop song or something. Yeah, is this a new song? We're one year it's in. It's a new song. Uh, yeah, I have no idea who or what, but uh, whatever. Because we just replaced it with the ba 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 ba. Yeah. Smackdown still has ACDC. They didn't switch it. I mean, Vince isn't going to change that. But. Oh, anyways. ACDC's number one fan. <laughs> Don't tell Vince McMahon uh, that ACDC's done. Don't tell they him. They do have a new album. They have a, One of them died. They still got a new album. Wait, how did. Who, who? What? No. Malcolm Young's dead. Yeah, Malcolm Young's dead. Brian Johnson is deaf, and the drummer's <laughs> in prison for trying to. Hi, for hiring a hitman to kill his wife. Well, a new album. Just came out. Angus and a bass player. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I have no idea what it is, but uh, yeah, the rock and roll train's not as hyped this time around. Seriously not. But anyways, here's Raw. The commentary team's kicking things off, hyping it all up. Uh, when they get interrupted by the red lights and the screeching sounds of the Fiend. But it's Alexa Bliss in the ring. And she just says, Monday Night Raw, he's here. Let him in. And then the fiend comes out, makes his entrance. Uh, he gets in the ring, stands beside Bliss. They're holding hands. But then the music switches over. So I think Retribution finally have an entrance theme now. We hear something. Uh, and they all just start coming out. They surround the ring, led by Mustafa Ali. They get inside the ring, but fiend and the Bliss, they're the fiend and Bliss. They're just staring off into the horizon, unfazed. So Ollie signals for the group to attack them, but then the lights just shut off and back on, and the two of them are gone. So the Herpers just come out. They brawl with retribution. And yeah, Herpers are the ones that stand tall out of everything. <clears throat> out of yeah, out of this, out of the. Uh, it wasn't quite a mess, but it. Uh... It was just yeah. Was, yeah. I'll take any fiend bliss. I like it. Yeah, well, you know, we gotta start. We gotta start somewhere here. Of course, yeah, getting off to a to a great start. Um, but not the best way to get off or to start uh, for Mustafa Ali and Retribution. You know, they were defeated, uh, wiped out by the Fiend. Kind of feels like, uh, ah, I don't know. You know, is this? I, ho I hope. I hope Retribution isn't an act that's just destined to constantly be boot, you know, beaten down. Yeah, because they jump right into a match against the Harpist. This, um, and then, you know. T-Bar taps out to Lashley, just like that. It was so it's weird. weird. It was so weird, because yeah. I thought T-Bar is Dijakovic, right? No, T-Bar yeah. is... Okay. No, Dijakovic. Yeah. Like, Di He's what? He's like the big tough guy. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, Why, you know, it sort of feels like Dominic Dijakovic shouldn't lose. Like, nobody in... I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. the team shouldn't even lose yet, right? Exactly. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know. This could be like a Survivor Series program they could build up to, but... Uh, Retribution. I don't know. Neither business. team should really... Yeah, neither team should be losing much right now, so... I don't know what they're doing, but uh, then the lights shut out again, and the Fiend returns to beat up Retribution, and he's able to handle all four men by himself. Just looking like a beast. So and he stares down. So the Fiend did what Retribution couldn't. Yeah. Great. But he's he's supernatural. I mean, I guess he is the Fiend. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, everyone has their ups and down weeks. Of course. Of course. Uh <laughs> but then he just kind of, the fiend just stares off at the hurt business we're watching from the ramp. And then Bliss appears on the Tron and says, let me in with the fiend's voice overlaid. Let me in. Let me in. It was more of a let me in. Let me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't her voice. It was just her face. But uh, let's go to AJ Styles. 
who comes out, and he's got a new manager. Now that Raw Underground seems to be dead and forgotten, the bouncer had to get himself a new job, and his name is Jordan. Uh, something else. <laughs> I'm just gonna call him Jordan Omogbehin. Yeah, I think I think it was Jordan Omogbehin. Yeah, I'll just call him it was very like a quick one. But uh, I googled it to get his real. He is a legit. Seven foot, two and a half inch tall tower of a man. Not some six foot seven guy. You say he's seven. This is the real deal. And God damn, did he look big next to AJ. AJ, who isn't the tallest guy to begin <laughs> <He's> with. A, <laughs> but still, you know. Exactly. Like, taller, around an average Taller man, than us. Like, taller than yeah. us, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but this guy looked like two feet taller than him. And, mm-hmm. you know, just looking sharp. He had a beautiful custom suit on. He's not buying he anything. Had a cool cha- he, had a, he had a chain on the other side yeah. of his turtleneck. He looked like a giant Suge Knight. <laughs> <laughs> he had the big, beard and everything. Big old Suge Knight coming, uh, yeah. seven foot two Suge Knight <laughs> coming in here. Yeah, like you said, as AJ Styles' bodyguard, because, like you said, Raw Underground may be over, but Mike, as you yeah. as you certainly know, it's not forgotten. I will never forget <laughs> for the rest we'll of my life. Era. I will never forget Raw Underground. Yeah, but I mean, this man, like, even if you just want to have him standing there, I can see why, because. It really is impressive just seeing this Jordan guy. Exactly, uh, yeah. And AJ Styles <laughs> has always sort of had a, a guard with him. Yeah. You know, he, yeah he's he's, he's had he's the, uh, the OC, and he had somebody just recently who I can't remember. Anyways. Anyway. Uh, yeah, AJ's cutting a promo, talking shit, so Matt Riddle comes out to interrupt. Uh, and they added some new slow-mo effects during his entrance. Did you see that when he did his little flip-flop thing? I did not, no. Just like went slow-mo. Like, oh. Mid-thing. Uh, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> the ref rings the bell to start the match, but Big Jordan's just standing there, not leaving. And the ref's like, come on, guys. I already rang the bell. Just get him out of here. <laughs> uh, but Jordan's just standing there. The ref's going to DQ. He's going to count to five, but Jordan just grabs his hand, and he says, I'll leave. Fine. I'll I don't know. He just leaves, so for the rest of the match... Uh, Matt, every time Matt Riddle's in control, he just uh, Jordan walks near and he just gets scared. Riddle falls back. Uh, he falls on his back and I don't know. We just get some back and forth wrestling in the ring. Uh, you know, AJ and Riddle they they're good together, but uh, eventually, yeah, just more Jordan stuff. He walks over to Riddle, raises his clenched fist, and that just terrifies Riddle. So he jumps in the ring, eats a big drop kick and a Styles clash, and that's the end. A Styles Clash. I feel like he doesn't use that much as a finisher anymore. Uh, or I feel like that was the first time I've seen it in a long time. Yeah, he doesn't use it quite as often. Yeah, but it's, uh, but it is excellent. A, it is a great move. And having uh, having this big old bodyguard, Jordan, um, yeah, this will, it's it, great for kind of both guys, right? Yeah, I mean, I heard Jordan is not a very good wrestler, but he can he can learn some things, stick to simple stuff. I'm sure he's better than Kali already because he can at least like walk. Yeah, he's gonna put someone through a ta- he's gonna put someone someone through the announcer's desk very very soon. Yeah, that'll be cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they're Oscar taking on Lana for the Raw Women's Championship. I was looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. My wrestler of the week last week. Mm-hmm. Did you watch any of that clip of Lana shooting? I did not, but uh, I know I know it meant a lot for you. Well, if you did, you would have watched it, but that okay. won't. Yeah, yeah, no, I can, I can always <laughs> no, go I back. Know. I can always go back. I know it's too late. It doesn't matter. Once again, Lana though, 
was just they give her a little screen time, but I really liked what they gave her here. Only a few minutes, but uh, I think she's turning baby face though, slowly. I'm rooting for her. Yeah, well, there are not <laughs> many there aren't many women on the roster which are like one way or the other. Everyone just sort of it's like all the women are mid carters. Nobody is like explicitly bad or explicitly good. Everyone Nobody should... is ready for Asuka. Well, yeah, exactly. She's uh, just the best. <laughs> At the moment. Uh, but Lana gets a couple near falls. Gives Asuka more of a fight than she thought. Samoa Joe is surprised. He's killing it. Uh, but then Lana goes for a nice pinfall attempt. But Asuka reverses it into the Asuka lock. Lana has to tap out. But then Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler come out. Attack both women. And for the fifth time. Nia Jax, Samoan drops Lana through the announce table. But I still love it. I want that image on a t-shirt. Of her going through the table? Yeah, just Lana. It's become such a thing. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, th- this was a weird, this one just feels weird to me in terms of, like, when you think about that, like, kind of what, what, what is long-term booking or whatever, right? To have Lana get a surprise win at, during a battle royal or, whatever it was uh was fantastic right that was actually the swerve but then to have her being treated like she's been treated the last two months that to me is like oh did did which one of those things didn't have to happen could we have had another performer win the battle royal and then not get put through a table or did it have to be lana so lana could get put through a table um i think it was for more than just the table okay I think it did help give her some slight elevation. Oh, of course. But and like, I think when I think of a woman in not not necessarily in need of elevation, but so close to elevation, like what if Peyton Royce won that battle royal last week? Right. She gets to have a championship match on television. Let's say she has a good match and then does not get put through a table. Would we be in the same position as we would be right now? Uh, with with, with this raw women's title scene, would things be any different? No. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Asuka needs... Uh, she hasn't had a big opponent in a little while. No, she hasn't. I mean, um, who was was she, who, who was she with at Mania? Was that Asuka... That was still Becky. That was still Asuka Becky. No, that was Becky Baszler. That was Becky Baszler. I can't remember who Asuka was up against then. She well, she was. I don't even think she was in the title picture. Yeah, she, she was wasn't. She wasn't tag champ. Kabuki warriors. Kabuki maybe? warriors. Maybe that makes sense. And then, uh, and then of course she was given the belt through the Money in the Bank Championship or contract. Uh, yeah, we, this this time around, we have not seen that that great Oscar match like we got before. We had Oscar Charlotte one time. Uh, the, remember the Oscar Charlotte Becky that ladder match that fucking burned the house down. Yeah, that was awesome. We haven't had something on that level. And of course, those are three of the best women in the world. But we haven't seen we haven't seen we haven't seen her have a match on that level yet. Yeah, yeah, we want more in due time. Uh, but then, yeah, Nia and Shane are out there. They're cutting promos, talking shit. Uh, but then other teams start coming out. So Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke. Yeah, they're Ruby a team. Riot. They're a team. Mandy Rose, Ruby Riot, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Liv Morgan. Okay, they're a team. So we have two <laughs> people coming down to the ring who are they're kind of like a team. They've worked together before. Uh, yeah. They sort of have a similar aesthetic. Uh, you know, that's that's great. That's great. That's great. I I hope there aren't any more teams because <laughs> I, I feel like if there was one more team to come out, that may be too many. Well, you mentioned Peyton Royce, and uh, there's a reason she couldn't be in that 
Oscar feud because they no, had big plans that? for her. Why, what, what, had, why is that, Mike? What, what were the big plans that they had for her? Well, they wanted to break her out of her tag team to put her in another <laughs> tag team. Oh, my God. With Lacey Evans for no good reason. Oh, my Lord. Like, okay, so now we're back to just me wondering what the fuck's going on. I mean, is Lacey a better performer than Billy Kay? Let's say yes. Like, you have to go with what they may be thinking, right? What are these other people thinking? Let's, okay, Lacey is a better performer than Billy. We like Peyton, therefore Peyton and Lacey. Uh, but I thought the whole point was for Peyton to be singles star. And they had a name, like the Iconics was a name out of it these. Was everything out of these four. It was a brand. Out of these four teams in this Fatal Four Way match, which I believe was for the title, only one of them had a fucking name. Yeah, Is the champs don't have shit. They don't have a stupid name. Like I feel like a tag team should have a name. Yeah, right? Sasha Bailey had a name. They had two names. For when they were heels and baby. That's a real New Japan thing. If you look on that IWGP tag belts, every team or nearly every team has a name at least so they could put it on a shirt and maybe they'll sell 50 shirts. You know, it's like that kind of, I think it's the uh, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi are the golden lovers. Mm-hmm. They won it. They, they held the belt for like 90 days or something, you know, not, not too, too significant, but they gave them a name so they can put it on a shirt. That's great. Just fucking give him a name, put it on a shirt. That's great. Uh, so you'd buy a Nia Shana shirt? I'm not. I'm not saying this shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I would buy this particular. I mean, shirt. if you're good enough, you get a shirt. I mean, Nikki I, Cross and Bliss got a shirt. I mean, who can make shirts? But Pending had shirts. It can't be that difficult. Well, I mean, to any, make well, a shirt. anyone can make anyone a shirt. can make a shirt. <laughs> but uh, mass production is a whole nother thing. Right. 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 <laughs> um. Yeah, you know, I was just happy to get some tag women's action. So, mm-hmm. but I was, yeah, this the team was stupid. Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce. I mean, come on, let's just get a trade. Billy Kay. Uh, <laughs> but the match doesn't even matter. Nia Jax hits Lacey with a small drop, gets the win. Weird. How long do we think? How long do we think they've held these uh, these titles for? Uh, I think they won them at Payback. Which was a week after SummerSlam, so I'm gonna say since August twenty. It's oh, been yeah. about two months. August been about two months. August thirtieth. We're at fifty three days right now. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Hopefully not too much longer. But 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 it seems like there's no there's literally no legitimate competition though. I mean, they could be in a week though if they just put people together. And that's and that's what I guess is the 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 who knows nature of yeah it would be so two weeks. And then you can create a legitimate threat, or yeah. there is no threat. Therefore, the the championship reign just kind of lingers. Let's go to NXT for a while, like we've been asking. Why not? Yeah, or pull from it. Yeah, fucking take those. Why not? Like the belts. Yeah, people like Shotzi and them who can't get the other title yet. Give them something to go for. And it's not like the rest of this women. It's not like the rest of the women's roster is particularly blowing us away right now. Short of the performers who we do see out there, the Oscars, the Sashas, the Baileys, the uh, Alexa Bliss. I'll throw her into that category, you know, because because yeah. she's she's doing, got a whole another thing going. She's on. got she's a whole other thing right going now. on. I mean, who who's the best performer outside of those? God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go on. Thank you. Elias is out here for his performance. 
He's got a whole band. He's got his electric guitar. He's got keyboard players, drummers, everything. And as soon as I saw uh, this, I was so worried because taking an electric guitar over the back is probably a lot worse than an acoustic guitar over the back. I've never taken either, but I was just <laughs> thinking of the bump to come. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a uh, heavier duty, but um, he's here to play some tracks off his new album, which drops in just a, a week or two, The Universal Truth. Yeah, we're gonna have to, I'm going to have to listen uh, to that when it comes out. Yeah, so he's kind of doing some rock gospel kind of shit here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not sure what the what the vibe is. Yeah, because it wasn't like he like it wasn't like all heelish in nature. Some of it was just like a song called "Amen," and uh, I don't know. It was like a top of the pops lip sync going on here. Yeah, I wonder where. I don't think anyone was actually playing anything. I think they were all just. Kind of lip, yeah, mm-hmm. lip or lip syncing playing. Yeah, lip syncing, lip playing, woman backup vocalist doing their thing. Uh, so he plays a couple tracks, and then when he's done, some hot shot in his black hoodie comes up, picks up the guitar, and plays a little spicy little lick. And Elias is just like, hey, what do you think you're doing? So this guy lowers his hood. It's Jeff Hardy. He takes a swing at Elias, uh, knocks him down, stands tall. Did he break the guitar on him? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think no one he, broke the guitar. I think, yeah, he threw something else over him. Uh, you know, this, I guess this would be, we need to call it back to why this is happening in the first place. Right? And Michael Cole, or not Michael Cole, whoever does it, Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips, Tom Phillips yeah. tries to, you know, give us the, if you will remember, back in October, or, you know, whenever <laughs> whenever it was, whenever this accident happened. The yeah, UI incident. It is nice to see, uh, at least, yeah, let's call it back. Yeah, I mean, there's supposed, to, yeah, some reason for it. There's some reason for it, and even just kind of going into it, the surprise attack like this feels that much more legitimate, just because there is something that happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, Elias. It's nice to <laughs> Elias. <laughs> uh, but Ms. Morrison are backstage when Tucker approaches them, and you know he's all pissed off still about splitting up him and Otis and Mandy, but. Tucky says he's going to find a partner tonight and ruin their lives. Uh, so we'll get to that in a little. Uh, but then there was a quick Kofi Kingston versus Sheamus. I think Kofi beats him. Kofi, yeah, more. Kofi wins. Um, Mike, just to get on the record right now. Which brand is Sheamus on? I don't even know. <laughs> I think he's on Raw. I think, I think he's, he's on, on Raw, Raw, right? So. Yeah, I think this is clean. A few days before, we did have the New Day, all three members of the New Day, taking on Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, and... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Boom! This is the best season premiere ever. This is like a season premiere of a show where, yeah, like the main character gets shot in the head. This is 24 season two, baby. We are going places. (laughs) Uh... 24 season two? Was that a big season for the show? Oh, yeah. Remember the, uh, you know the guy who does the Allstate commercials? Uh, you know, like the that's all state stand. Anyways, he was the president of the show who gets elected in season one. And then, you know, there's like a plot on his life. And then Jack Bauer saves the day. Season two, like first three minutes of the episode, fucking sniper to the side of the head. It's awesome. Wow. Yeah. I know very little about 24. It's pretty good. Ag- you know, there's like a few. It's it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Alicia Cuthbert's in it. Uh, yes, she is. There's also is she the daughter. She's is she Bauer's daughter. Yeah, she's Kiefer Sutherland, Jack Bauer's daughter. Yeah. yeah. Um, backstage we go. Mustafa Ali's hanging with Retribution. Cuts a promo on heart business, and you know, same sort of thing, creating chaos. And uh, he starts talking about 
All the shit he did. All I need is a laptop, a cell phone. One click, I can make your world crumble. That's right. I was watching everyone backstage. He's the one that learned all the little secrets. He was the mysterious hacker on SmackDown. Ah, finally, ah. it is revealed. <laughs> and we all we all thought it. Whether he was actually or we're just saying it, um, I think I still like to think he was the hacker. Well, he he came right out and said he was. <laughs> you know what I mean. So, uh, but this, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad we got the closure here. Yeah. Much like the spider in the cage. This is still better, but uh, I'm glad we got the result. <laughs> I forgot about the. Uh, I forgot spider about what's cage. in the cage. Yeah, what's in the cage? Um, so that's him. He's the hacker. Uh, he just wanted the world to know that this place is corrupted and greedy and good people being forgotten. So he found them. He united them. And that's retribution. Fantastic. I like so, these. Yeah. Uh, I like the Mustafa Ali pre-filmed, you know, kind of one camera promos. I, yeah, uh, he's, he's good. At he's that. fantastic at these. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me go backstage. Titus O'Neil approaches the heart business. He thinks he'd make a great addition to the group. And MVP's like, all right, let me confer. So then he talks to the group, comes back, says, we in business. And he's like, all right. But they're like, nope. We meant we as an us. And they just beat up Titus. Poor so, Titus. Yeah, but he's not on that level. <laughs> uh, but then we get Ms. Morrison taking on Tucker and mystery opponent. But uh, Tucker says he found one of the world's premier luchadors, El Gran Gordo. And out comes this very large man in a pink lucha mask making his WWE debut. So if you were thinking this was some sort of invitational, you're dead wrong. This is it's a record show. This is, is Grand Gordo. This is WWE debut. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Of course. No, no. And also, as soon as I saw this, <laughs> by the way, you know who I felt very bad for? And just tell me if, you know, if you also felt bad for. I felt really bad for Otis. Remember Otis? He's over there on SmackDown. He's the uh, Money in the Bank champion. I feel really bad for him. So he gets, like, split up from his girlfriend, gets split up from his best friend. And then, like, the week later, his best friend has a new best friend, and his girlfriend has a new best friend. Like, you know, I feel so bad. Imagine, like, you're, watch you're Otis, you're watching Monday Night Raw, then all of a sudden you see Tucker, your best friend, inviting some new performer out to the, out to the ring. Like, I would be hurt. Well, it's to battle his enemy, though, is number one. I guess that's a good point, you know, but I would still, yeah, I would, st I would still, he would still hurt a little bit. I get it, because, yeah, later on, Mandy, like, gives him a ham and stuff, so... But uh, anyways, the match here, Gordo, he gets the hot tag. He's running wild, doing a couple lucha moves. Tom Phillips makes a Billy Madison reference, calling him the revolting blob. Remember that guy? I don't. The teacher. Oh, yeah. That movie. It was yeah. his dirty secret. He killed a man by sitting on him. But uh, mid-match, R-Truth comes running out. He's getting chased by Gulak Tozawa. And then back in the ring, Gordo. Hits, uh, I'm calling it the tequila worm, followed by the torta bomb to get the win. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. I mean, a mess, but uh, <laughs> is this a one-time thing? Is he signed? Who? What's gonna happen? Oh, fuck. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, and it, it stinks having something as like the Money in the Bank briefcase is the like the wild card of the entire roster. Right, and it is that doesn't feel like it. When these days, when do we? Yeah, ex <laughs> these days, right? And that can go back to well, I don't know what Corbin lost it. It's been a good while since we had like a really great Money in the Bank. Exactly. Remember that time where Carmella just like held on to it for th for like three quarters of the year, 
And then you're well, she cheated, and then she had to win it. And back, then she had to win it and back, then and then bullshit. there was a uh, Oscar received the belt as her championship. I think somebody else. There yeah. was the the Roman. Uh, it was Roman and Brock, maybe Roman and Braun, where like the match was pre-planned. It was his contract match. Yeah, and then the match didn't even have a conclusive finish. Yeah, I, Brock Rune. I think it was that one. Yeah, no, there hasn't been a good solid cash in. Like all the memorable ones have been like. 10 years ago. Exactly. Yeah, we haven't had the, you know, and it might be one of the best, but we haven't had we haven't had the Seth Rollins running down the ramp at WrestleMania. Yeah. thing and Even, of course that is yeah. of course that is tough to compare to, but we haven't had something on that level. Well, even the Ziggler's, the Edges, the CM Punk's yeah, things. or the greasy. Who did like uh, greasy uh, trips? Given a pedigree to Daniel Bryan, so Randy Orton can get the easy yeah, pin. Like we haven't had that a, motherfucker. a <laughs> that motherfucker. We haven't had a huge kind of uh, moment like that. I hope we do. I hope we can return to that one day. Yeah, I mean the lunchbox. I mean it's in play. Hopefully. At this point, just let Miz get it because he can do more. I mean, it. it's in play, but I think we're at the point. It sort of feels like on. I mean, it's <clears throat> we're like halfway through. That's six months. The thing only lasts a year. And it feels like we're at the point on both brands where Otis is not a legitimate competitor for I for Roman or Drew. No. Who is? No way. I don't think there are many people. No, but you know, yeah, someone like the Miz trying to cash in on Drew is more believable. Yeah, you know, a heel cashing in and losing, uh, I mean, fuck, I would almost like to see, uh, like, a big man, you know? I mean, if I think of somebody who could maybe compete with either of those two competitors, my, my mind's going to Keith Lee. Uh, yeah. You know what, you know what I'm then. saying? Like, a guy who is, who is as strong as Drew while being as fast, being, like, a, the ability to sell and work a match like Roman... Keith Lee's got it all. Can we just fucking say that? And the that? body type of Otis. And so the body type the of Otis, you know? So if you, you know, it's wearing the same kind of uh, singlet type thing. Hey, if they could figure out what the fuck to do with Keith Lee, we'd all be happier. Seriously. Let's uh, let's mo- let's keep moving on, though. Yeah, let's go on to the Firefly Funhouse here, um, where we've got a cardboard box full of fiend mementos, and uh, he's all excited to be on Raw, make some new friends. When the puppets, they all chime in here. Uh, yeah, Ramblin' Rabbit reveals he's got a wife and kids, and he gets eaten by Mercy again. And uh, Then we hear some giggling and a knock at the door. Who could that be? Is it? Oh, it is. It's Alexa Bliss. She's finally here in the funhouse. She's got her pigtails on. She's got her torn up Freddy Krueger sweater. And she just says the fun's just getting started. So yowie wowie. She figured out. She figured out how to get there. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins made it there one time. Uh, well, his was, his wasn't real. Okay. She's actually in the funhouse. She's he just made it in the, the Firefly funhouse. She didn't crash the set. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to see more. I hope like next week she gets like a little. I can picture her being like uh, the big comfy couch. Remember the clown? Oh yeah, with the had she had blue hair or no? Yeah. Blue dress maybe. Just being like that, kind of like uppity, and then she'll go do her little clock stretch. Oh, yeah. TikTok clock stretch. I remember that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that was it for them. Um, and then the man we were just talking about, Keith Lee, is taking on Braun Strowman. And uh, they're having a slug fest. Lee's in control. He's looking to hit that spirit bomb. He's got Braun between his legs, but then Braun just headbutts him right in the balls. 
follows it up with a big boot, gets a three. No. So Keith Lee, the terrible booking continues no. for Keith Lee. It's, yeah, it's awful. Um, and then right after Lee just goes over, kicks Braun in the balls and says, that's what you get. So I guess they'll fight again, but. Uh, uh, yeah, what what, what sucks about this is because Keith, Keith Lee is not a big man. I mean, he is a huge. Well, he is a he's big a man. huge man, but he is not <laughs> the way that a big show or a brawn fights a match. Yeah, he's so much more. He is so much more than just that, and I worry that Vince sees a big guy and he's like, "Yep, you're a big guy." Yeah. Like if if yeah. Braun would be a ma- Braun would be on the main event right now if he had the skills of Keith Lee, the agility, the the quickness, even the, like the ability on the mic. You know, I think yeah. I think Vince sees a big guy and he's like, yep, you're a big guy. Yeah, no, I mean, it's been night and day the way Keith Lee's been presented in NXT versus this. Which really, I guess, so does that show? I mean, what 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 does that show? Is that how Vince sees performers versus how Trips and Shawn Michaels and the other guy, Matt Bloom, how they see? Yeah, is 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 that the... what is that the difference right there? Is that what we're seeing? I think so. I think you know we have all we've all known that Vince is an old rickety man. Of course. Uh, yeah, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's setting his ways, and right now he does. I guess he doesn't watch NXT because he would have known that Keith Lee was fine. Like it sort of has been like, okay, just keep that going. <laughs> yeah. Like, why not? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's been the worst. Uh, yeah, probably the worst call up of the year, guaranteed. Oh, we should that that should be a shooty. Best and worst yeah, call up. We could. <laughs> we, uh, yeah. But that's but that's exactly it. I mean, the the Keith Lee we're seeing right now is uh, is not the Keith Lee that we had at Survivor Series last year, who gives that badass spirit bomb to Roman Reigns, yeah. uh, and when he kind of like he like props him up almost like on his shoulder blade, so like Roman's ass is in his <laughs> face, just like the way he lands <laughs> and the way Roman kicks out. It's just that match was huge. And I don't think Keith Lee has done anything on the main roster even comparable to that. No, that's Survivor and I Series mean, match. probably only like a third of the people watched NXT that watch Raw, so they, yeah, they have no idea why they should give a shit about Keith Lee if he hasn't done a damn thing. So weird on Raw. So, so weird. Yeah, I don't get it. But uh, Randy Orton comes out to cut a promo. They lower the cell structure there, and he's inside just talking. And I don't know, but. You know, they've already said it all in this feud. There's not much more they can say. Uh, Orton's had seven Hell in a Cell matches to Drew's zero. So Randy's got that going for him. But eventually Drew comes out. He wants a piece of Randy, but the cage is locked. But uh, luckily Drew finds a pair of bolt cutters nearby. He cuts off the chain to get in the cell. Randy's got a chair. He's ready to defend. And we go off air. That was, I think that was really cool. I thought I that was it. really cool. It was a unique ending, you know. Don't give it all away. And, <laughs> you know, and, and like, there, there's nothing more to be said. Like you, you know, you had just said, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. And this was intentional. Like there's been, like in the old WCW days, they would have to go off the air earlier, and they would fuck up angles by missing stuff. But this was planned. And yeah, that was that was also <laughs> what I heard online. Did they act? Did they run out of time accidentally? I don't, yeah, think, I don't so. think so. The way that Drew looked, like stared down the barrel of the camera as the little logo came up in the bottom corner yeah, of the screen. Yeah, I think it was all. Yeah, that's what they meant. You're meant to be like, oh shit, 
what's going to happen? Very, Tune in Sunday to find out. Very much so. It would almost be like I would love if the pay-per-view on Sunday starts like right there. So Drew just <laughs> closes the gate and then the fucking match starts. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, you know, the other week we wanted Murphy to uh, like next Monday Night Raw. He's still hanging there taking kendo stick shots from the Mysterio <laughs> family. Like it happened yeah. for seven days straight. It did not stop. <laughs> yeah. No, I liked it. I liked the way they ended that. That was your Monday and Night Raw. That was the official premieres of the years. Uh, th- the three premieres. We've used all sorts of uh, brand brand invitationals. Uh, you know, we're keeping that on check. Mike, do you think about time we take a break? I think it is. I think we should take a break. We're going to come back. Of course, we have the Wednesday Night War. we got to talk about Hell in a Cell coming up. And we have some trivia. So stick around. Stick it. Here's uh, here's your Strokes fun fact of the day. Julian Casablancas, the lead singer and songwriter of the Strokes's uh, father, is um, uh, notorious uh, potential pedophile and Ivanka Trump's former model agent manager. Uh, there you go. His name's John Casablancas. Uh Oddly enough, I think I saw that somewhere. You think you knew that? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's... No, just a few days ago I learned it. Oh, really? (laughs) I think maybe... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was listening to that song and someone said it in the comment. And someone said it. (laughs) Maybe that could be it. Like, did you know? D-Y-K that... um, Hey, I got another did you know. I mean, we were just talking about it in the first half of the show. Um, Yeah, there's only been three times a Hell in a Cell match has ended in a no contest... And it was the last two times, and two of the or two of them were the last two Hell in a Cell matches. So uh, there was the Fiend versus Rollins. There was uh, Roman versus Strowman. Yeah, and then the other one was in two thousand and two. Uh, when it was Kane and Mankind on an episode of Monday Night Raw. Oh, that was no, that was like ninety eight. Ninety nine. That was later. It ended in a uh, no DQ. Steve when Austin Stone came Cold. out. Yes. Yeah, I remember now. I remember. Now you remember. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't. Hopefully, that won't happen on Sunday. I mean, fucking fingers crossed. Uh, we can only hope. Uh, let's get into the second half, though, because the second half is essential for the first half of the show to be the first half. Uh, yep. You see what? Uh, I'm, right. Yep. That makes sense. That I mean, <laughs> it makes sense, but uh, by the mathematical definitions, they are not equal halves. That's a good point. Very rarely. Very rarely would down to the second. That would be very difficult for us. To yeah. have a down-to-the-second uh, equal parts first half and second half of the show. Um, yeah, that would be real tough. But that's the way it goes, you know? I mean, uh, once you're halfway through watching like a hockey game, doesn't mean the second half's going to take longer or shorter. It's- of course, there have been instances of double <laughs> overtimes where, uh, well, I guess back in the old days, where double well, overtimes. Even, <laughs> even simply regulation time, you know, with stoppages and fights and of all that. Of course, of course. Uh, but yes, we're here for some trivia today, folks. Trivia. Woo! Trivia. Woo! Let's get into it, um, because I have five questions for you. Let me see. I got one. No, sorry, four. I lied. Four. I got like ten. Jesus Christ, Mike. Ten. 
I know, and I had to stop myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll kick things off. Let's go. Uh, you know what? You asked for it, so you're going to get some. I'm going to give you some Saw trivia. Saw trivia. Love it. Yeah. Just watched uh, number five the other day. I have three more to go uh, for the month of October. Well, this is good because uh, I only went to a... I, was, I just had too many questions, so I'm like, I'm just going to stop. <laughs> But six is where all the questions are answered if you would have made it well, one further. That's part two, maybe. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, but this week, I think it only covers, I don't, I only cover half the movies. On this right week. on. Okay. Uh, so let's just start with something simple. Uh, from the very first Saw movie, of course, the big climactic scene when he, Dr. Lawrence, is it? Yes. Dr. Lawrence has to cut his foot off from the chain. Uh, can you tell me which foot it is that he cuts off? A witch foot. Fuck, yes. yeah. Which foot does he have uh, chained up to the thing? God. Surely you can picture the scene in your head, but... Oh, yeah, of course, weird. yeah. He uh, <laughs> like rips off a part of his shirt to do the old stop the blood from flowing, which I'm not yeah. sure if it actually works, but if I'm ever in that situation, that's like my only option, so I'm going to have to choose that. Uh, it's a 50-50 <laughs> choice, I guess. Yeah, but I'm hoping that you can just know. <sighs> God, you know what? But, I mean, either way, if you guess it, I mean, you guessed it. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't see it off the top of my head. Uh, so I'm gonna say. Well, uh, before I go further. Okay, um, okay, okay. So I know, I know you will at least know this. This isn't a trivia question, but can you, you can picture which side of the room he's on? Yes. Okay. Um, because yeah, maybe that. I mean, I don't know. Does that something? Can you visualize his foot better when I give you that clip? Oh. <laughs> I can picture exactly where he was located. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say it was his right foot. I'm going to say that is correct. Ah, right damn. <laughs> damn. You know what? I wish I could claim a little more uh, no, I credit for that one. Oh, well, you said damn, but you got it right. I know, but, you know, you know yeah. Okay. I know. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's stick with the first Saw movie here while we're into it. Uh, because, of course, Jigsaw's behind everything, but uh, he was just kind of laying there on the floor the whole time. Spoiler. Mm. But uh, what was the name of the man who was doing the shit behind the scenes, behind the glass? What was that character's name? Um, it was something like uh, like z z uh, Zip. Zip. Yeah, You're very definitely. Close. close. You're very close. Oh, no. <laughs> what is it? It's Zep. Zep. With an E. Oh, with an E. <laughs> with an E. Okay. Damn. Yeah, but, uh, you know, yeah, you pretty much. Yeah, I knew it was a unique enough name that you'd remember something. Yeah, I guess it was Zip's or Zep's game. Yeah, he was the one. He worked at the hospital with the, the yeah. Well, yeah, with John Kramer. Anyways, that's your first round. Damn. Okay, okay. Well, here, I'll, I'll throw a question for you, Mike, because earlier on in the show, we were talking about the uh, the PWI list. Mm -hmm. You know, since 1991, um, Pro Wrestling Illustrated releases their top 500 wrestlers in the world. In 2008, they made a separate list just for the women. Um, so what we're actually going to do today is take a look at uh, the people with the most number ones. Okay. Now remember, this is only since 1991. Um, the criteria in which uh, these performers are judged on are the following. Their win-loss record, the championships they've won, the quality of the competition, the major feuds, their prominence within their promotion, and their overall wrestling ability. 
Mm-hmm. So let's think about kind of all the factors that would lead towards uh, whoever has the uh, most. So we're going to kind of stop uh, or, you know, kind of go down. We're going to end with the performer who has the most. Uh, so, Mike, I'm just going to kick you off. You're going to get three clues there. Um, you're only going to get three clues for each. Okay. Okay, because, uh, like, you know, these are prominent performers within the uh, within the industry. So I think I think you can get this. Great. So your first uh, your first performer. They are a six-time WWE champion. They have uh, won tag championships with Brian Pillman. And uh, they created a catchphrase known by wrestling fans around the world. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? (laughs) Yes, you heard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's right. I did hear you. I did hear you. <laughs> Stone Cold has won uh, has won the PWI number one wrestler uh, twice in his career yeah. in both '98 and '99. That's the thing. I mean, by 2001, he was pretty much done. Yeah. He had such a short but fucking huge fireball of a peak in the main event. Yeah, huge, huge peak, huge peak. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. I got more for you. Let's do it. Let's play a game. I want to play a game. (laughs) All right. Let's go back to the man himself, Mr. Jigsaw. Uh, Do you know his name? That's not a question. John Kramer, of course. It's my my girlfriend's dad's name, so it all works out. Kramer? Yeah, they spell the last name. His name's John Kramer? Yeah, the last name is spelled C-R-A-Y. Okay. But uh, yeah, John Kramer. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> but that's not cool. the question. It is that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I had a friend whose mom was named Carrie White. That's cool. Is, <laughs> yeah, Carrie. Uh, and she actually looked kind of like her, and she would get all crazy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, Mr. Kramer, uh, before his death in the film, uh, what was is the illness that he was suffering from? Oh, it's... um. A tumor, I think it's like a tumor on the front part of his brain. Yeah, brain tumor is good enough for me. Brain tumor. Uh, Yeah, so that's good. That's good. Okay, next question. Which actor plays a police officer who was killed by a lethal weapon when he has his throat slit in Saw 1? Uh, I love this hint, by the way. I think we're talking about Danny Glover. Yeah, I had to, I'm glad you got that. I'm glad you threw in a very, very good hint there. I like that. Yeah, I didn't accentuate it too much. but Not too much. The clue within the clue. But, um, all right. That was round two for you. Round two. Okay, well, here's round, here's round two for you because we're still looking at our, most, our performers with the most PWI number ones. Uh, So our second performer that we're looking for here, they are a triple crown champion. Uh, They are a two-time WWE Hall of Famer. And in 1996, they won the Slammy Award for Best Music Video. Best Music Video. Slammy. And two-time Hall of Famer. That's a small group. Very small group. Uh, and what was the third clue? Uh, in 96, 1996, mm-hmm. they won the Slammy Award for Best Music Video. Okay, so there's that clue. There's the Hall of Fame clue. What was the other clue? They are a Triple Crown champion. Triple Crown. So not Grand Slam? 
Not uh oh um. <laughs> or they could also be a grand. I guess slam. they could also be. Uh, Triple Crown was the one that I chose to give as a clue. Okay. Um. Well, the whole music video thing. So they specifically want to slam me for the music video. Yes, in 1996. Uh, yeah, that makes me think of Shawn Michaels because of his old sexy boy, and you know he's a two-time Hall of Famer, right? So I'm gonna go Shawn Michaels. I guess it was the other Shawn Michaels because what we were looking for was Bret Hart. Ah, he um, of course he's two-time champion. He is the second. He was actually the second Triple Crown champion, and I've never seen the music video. I'm gonna check this out because uh, it could be fun for all I know. But he won the award back to back, similarly <laughs> to Stone Cold. He won in '93 and '94. Well, yeah, I think it was one of those they did like a cheesy wrestling album where all these wrestlers would make a track. Oh, that's cool. Like the uh, like the Chicago Bears. They did that. Uh, you know, like they have that like the Super Bowl shuffle. Oh, that yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> like it's like it's like. But it's, this is like a whole album, though. I'm talking. Wow. Oh my god. Like Hulk Hogan's rapping and oh, that, Macho Hulk, Man singing. Hulk Hogan's playing bass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's go on here. Saw two. Let's talk some Saw two trivia. Okay. Uh, Detective Matthews. He's the one playing the game. You know, he's. Uh, everyone's. Well, I guess there's a bunch of people playing the game, but. There's games within games all the time in Saw, isn't there? Of course. There's sometimes, at any, po- at any one point, there's like three games going on. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Detective Matthews is the one trying to rescue his son, uh, the son of the cop. Uh, do you remember the name of the son? The kid's name? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Matt, um, Eric Matthews is the is is the detective's name. Yeah. Fuck. That's... No, I can't. It's tricky. Yeah, it's tricky. But if you don't get it, you don't get it. It's uh, Daniel. Daniel Matthews. Daniel Matthews. Being a little wuss. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little wuss. Uh, all right, another Saw one. Saw 2 one. Saw 2. <laughs> one. <laughs> yes, in the opening scene of Saw 2, we see, I think, a nameless character. He's got this, he's got another bear trap contraption on his head. But the key is lodged behind his eyeball. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know which eyeball it's behind? <laughs> I want to say it's one. yeah. I want to say so. It's his. So from his. It's yeah, his, his right. So like when we see him, it's on the left side of his face, but it's his right face. His so you right remember eye. this much more clearly than the foot. I do remember this because they really zoom in on yeah, that face. I mean, that's the one that really yeah. When I'm like, oh god, imagine having that in your eye. <laughs> Yeah, that's a tough one. That's uh, out of all the saw traps. That's one of the uh, yeah, that's that's, one of the tougher ones. It's yeah. the individual ones that get me the most. Like the games that they play, those are almost like okay, I can get over, I can get the past group this. ones. Yeah, it's like it's a party game. Come on, it's guys, it's kind of like Mario band. Party. You know, <laughs> <laughs> everyone plays a little bit. It'll be fun. Yeah, the solo one. But uh, yeah, so you're going with right eye. Right eye. That is the right answer. Boom. All right. Uh, all right, I got another. I'll give you one final Saw 2 question because it's here. Sure. Uh, but it's another one. You just have to know it. Uh, because what is the name of the character who crawls in the furnace and burns to death in Saw 2? Oh, it was a what? I mean, oh, fuck. All of those characters have one name, have like one syllable yeah, Names. this one's a unique, so I've tried to pick a unique mm, name. Yeah, none of those characters are even given like enough backstory to even have a last name. They're just kind of like Bob. <laughs> just like a <laughs> yeah. very quick. Just, 
Yeah, I'm gonna uh, say it's something like it's something like Bob. Um, Bobby. Think of uh, think of Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. One, <laughs> not one. This guy. Yeah, this fucking shaved head dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Burns a weirdo. Thing. Is it some? Think Star Wars. Is it like? Yeah. Is it Obi? Obi. That's Obi. what it is. Obi. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird name, but hey, that's what it is. Right, because I think his bit was he like brought every. Did he he drugged everyone and brought them there? I can't. Yeah, like, he was like some weird junkie ass. Like dude he was I, playing his own game to get them there. Yeah. And then, yeah. Someone okay. figured it out. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Nice. You ready for your next question? Indeed. Um. Okay. So we're talk, still talking PWI Top 500. Your first clue for this next performer. Uh, they made their film debut in Sharknado 4. Uh, this person um, is known as the champ on Xavier Woods' Up, Up, Down, Down channel. And they uh, once were a cover athlete for a WWE 2K video game. Uh, just, they were in the first Sharknado? Sharknado 4. Oh, God. I've only seen the first one. <laughs> uh, Sharknado 4. They were on the cover of a WWE video game. And the middle clue was? Uh, they are known as The Champ on Xavier Woods' Up, Up, Down, Down channel. The Champ. I haven't watched Up, Up, Down, Down in a long time. Uh, the Champ. Cover of a video game. I mean, Seth Rollins, I think, was on the cover. Because, uh, you know, he's on Up, Up, Down, Down. AJ Styles, was he on the cover? Uh, this is all PWI related. Mm-hmm. What was the first clue again? Sharknado 4. Sharknado, yeah, that's the one I know about. <laughs> fuck. Who the fuck would be in Sharknado? Um... Uh, John Cena's above that. He's too good of an actor for that. <laughs> the video games. Yeah, because I don't... Stone Cold was on the cover. I couldn't have been him. We already did him. <laughs> uh, fuck it. I'll just go with... You know... Wait. Oh, we're wait. <laughs> we're waiting. Okay, give me, uh, give, give me clues two and three again. Okay, they're on up, up, down, down. Their name is yeah. the champ. Yeah, and they're a cover. They were one of the cover athletes on an edition of WWE 2K. I'm gonna pull it out. I'm gonna say Becky Lynch. You should have gone with the other Becky Lynch, Mike. <laughs> the answer we're looking for Seth was Rollins. Seth Rollins. Uh, I don't who, know why I swerved myself. Who uh, won the award in 2015 and 2019? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I should have stopped. No, that was good. No, though I think either one of those two, it was those second those second two clues. Yeah. Who would have been on up, up, down, down? There's no way Stone Cold would have been on that. <laughs> there were no way Brock Lesnar is showing up on that. Yeah. You know, yeah, those were the clues or the rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no way. Yeah, that was it. That no was way, it. Jose. No way. Rest in peace. Jose. He's not yes. dead. Well, I mean basically. Basically. <laughs> All right. Speaking of dead, we've had a lot of victims over the years. Amen. Over the years. Why do I mention year? Because I want you to tell me 
What year was Saw 3 released? Saw 3, God. First one would be two. If, I mean, if you know the first one, you might be able to work. Now, I know that they're like, they were like every year there for a bit. So I'm going to say if the first one, let's say, started early 2000s, maybe like 2003, and then it would have been like Saw 2 was in 4, Saw 3 was in 5. So I'm going to say 2005. So close. No, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm like a year or two off in one of the directions, right? Yeah, 2006. 2006. Okay, yes. yeah. Okay. And then pretty much, yes, every year after until this recent hiatus mm -hmm. uh, that Chris Rock is supposed to fix. Yes. There was that. Fix? There was nothing to fix. I mean, well, I mean, like fix the break of not having one yes, every year. Yes, of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Saw 4. We haven't talked about that one yet. Uh, it's probably one of my least favorites, I think. Um, More so the yeah. like the the swerve of the game, mm. like where he just didn't have to do anything, you know. Yeah, the Not, if you just would have listened and followed the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because he like like there was like point seven seconds left or something, or I don't know. Anyways, I spoiled the whole movie already. <laughs> uh, so hopefully, the question: uh, Can you just tell me the name of that cop protagonist in Saw Four? Uh, just been Riggs, Rig. Yeah, Rig. Officer Rig. Rig. Lieutenant Daniel Rig. Daniel, lieutenant. Lieutenant. That's lieutenant. Yes. Lieutenant Daniel uh, Riggs. What's a lieutenant? Uh, I think that's just the way that we that like the the uh, people the, pronounce it. That's yeah. That's just the way that members of the Commonwealth pronounce it. Uh, yeah, so you know, like, like us, England, probably India, Australia, like anybody that was colonized by Britain. Would say what about Ten Hut? What's that all about? Ten Hut? Yeah. That's either an that army or a, that's either an army or a football thing. I'm really not sure. Well, I think it's an army <laughs> thing. Uh, but isn't it supposed to just be attention? Like, why do they? Do they attention. Just, like, they just cut out half the letters, like Ten Hut. Maybe. Ten Hut. Uh, all right. Yeah, you got that. You got that. You got the lieutenant rig. Uh, I got one final bonus question for you. Perfect. Lay it on me. Uh, but this one's not Saw related, so ha. Ah! <laughs> See if you can get it. But it's still related to the spooky month stuff, the fun fun stuff. Because I want to see if you can name seven characters from the Adams Family. From the Adams Family? Yeah. Okay. Seven characters. Okay. Well, we have... From uh... the universe. Doesn't, you know, if you, you know, just yeah, see what you can do. The Adams Family Connected Universe? Yeah, of course. I mean, most of them are in the family, so. Uh, okay, so we have um, uh, Wednesday. That's the daughter. Yeah. We have uh, Uncle Fester, who is the uh, the crazy bald uncle. Of course, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Uh, the tall guy, the butler, is named uh, something like. L L L it's an L. It's an L. I you can, got, yeah, yeah. I can see it. Kind of like it's, it's like a, a linger or lur lurch. Lurch, that is, yes. Now, the son has a name that's kind of like, uh, like it's it's a name that really goes with his rotund body size. <laughs> yeah, very much It's something much so. like Puggy or Piggly or something like this. You're very close. I'm very, very close. Yeah. Uh Puggy, Pugly. I'm going to say, like, yeah, Puggy or Piggly. Piggly. Yeah, let's go stick with Piggly for that <laughs> one. So we have Wednesday, Piggly, 
uh, Uncle Fester, oh. the bald guy. Who could forget Cousin It, the the, uh, the hairy it. one. The, yeah, super hair, um, everything. And then the hand had a name, which may have just been like the hand. Not quite, but Fuck. pretty close. Okay. And then yeah, I'm 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 um, I'm uh, blanking on the name of mom and dad though. Huh. Yeah. The mom is quite a quite the looker. I think. Uh, uh, she she's got a kind of uh, you know like the Undertaker a kind of yeah uh, yeah a she, death she's related like a vibe. little goth girl you know. No, I mean name related. I'm giving you a clue. Oh. Like the Undertaker is something she could be a. Yeah. Okay. No. Not nothing yet. Yeah, nothing really comes to mind for the mom and dad, but yeah. I'm pretty confident on yeah Wednesday Fester cousin it. Uh, I'm close on Piggly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could give you three and a half right now. I'm close on Piggly, and then yeah, Mr. Hand or the Hand or whatever. Yeah, I can give you three and a half out of seven. It's a passing grade. There's seven. Oh shit. Okay. Well, I, okay. I asked for seven. Right. There's right. Even more than seven. Okay. So uh, lay it on me. Who are the ones I'm missing? Okay, well, it was Pugsley. Pugsley. Ah, I knew yeah, I was in the ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> so very close. Uh, then, of course, Morticia, the wife. Morticia. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that sounds vixen. right. Uh, Gomez, her. Gomez. Fun, okay. Sexy, sexy father. <laughs> uh, so that's the main family. Then, yeah, the hand is called Thing. Just the Thing. thing just thing. the Thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Damn. that just runs around. And then they have a grandma called Grandmama. Grandmama. Yeah. That's, that's ringing a bell right now. Yeah. Grandmama. Yeah. And then, uh, then there's extended more of it. But anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just watched the movie the other day, so I threw that in. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Great film. Christopher Lloyd. Great job. Nominated for an Oscar for uh, makeup. Oh, really? That movie was. A lot of makeup. For me. Oh. They did a really good job. Mike, are you ready for your final question? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> here we go. This next performer. Again, only three clues. Uh, they were voted into the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame in 2012. In 2007, on CNN, regarding their potential steroid use, they were quoted saying, I can't tell you that I haven't, but you will never prove that I have. And f- In 2007 they said that? That was in 2007. And okay. finally, this person is the sole recipient, the only person... To ever win the Slammy Award for the hero in all of us in 2015. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna go with the Superman himself, John Cena. Well, you had to, you have had to see it coming. We haven't mentioned him this whole time. Yeah. That's right. Big match, <laughs> big match, John is the only person to have taken home the award on three separate occasions: 2006, 2007, and then again in 2013. Wow. Yeah. So he holds the most PWI top 500s. Number one spot. Number one spot, baby. Interesting. Interesting. And uh, yeah, Seth Rollins, Brett, Stone Cold, and also Hunter, which I just didn't include in this uh, trivia, they all hold two. So realistically, Seth is probably one of the only guys that can uh, pass him. Seth, yeah, and Seth is kind of that next guy, or anybody else would have to, yeah, win two more. I mean, or, or rookies, yeah, any young guys. That's exactly it. Yeah. But, uh, cool. Daniel Bryan didn't get one. Does he have one? Daniel got one. Daniel Bryan does not have one. Not a single one. That's Actually, really I don't cool. believe. Well, and that's the thing, right? There's a lot of. I guess it's kayfabe. 
you know, it is, it, it, there is also that kayfabe element, right? So you do yeah. need to be, uh, sorry, Daniel Bryan does have one, 2014. Ah, um, well, Mr. Fact Checker. You do need to be pushed in that same kind of way by your company to have received. Yeah. It's not just how much people like you. Uh, exactly. And Daniel Bryan <laughs> appears up many times on, uh, like, on the list. Yeah. So. Well, at least he had that number one. He had to. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he was the wrestling world. Exactly. Yeah. The yes movement uh, was huge. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Wednesday Night War is huge. Shall we jump on to that? Boom, Stone? baby. I think we should. Uh, you pick which uh, how we want to start this one off. Uh, ooh, okay. Uh, let's go with Dynamite this week. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Dynamite this week, next week, and for all future weeks, because we have many matches coming up uh, for this, this uh, Eliminator Tournament Championship, uh, which will determine a future AEW World Champion the contender. Ma- contender that match won't happen at full gear but the uh the culmination of this tournament will yeah yeah moxley's already got a title match booked for that event so uh let's find out though who's going to be in this thing because uh we kick right off with uh mr mayhem wardlow did you know that was his nickname i didn't um yeah it was on the screen i so thought it was somebody that. else's nickname <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because Justin Roberts didn't announce it, but it appeared on the graphics. So I was like, okay. Yeah, on the little uh, on, on bottom the of the screen the name thing. Plate. Yeah. Yeah. So we got Wardlow taking on Jungle Boy. The huge size mismatch here, but, uh, you know, Jungle Boy is the better technician of the two. I think we can agree. But uh, Wardlow says he's on an eight-match win streak and still only has the one singles loss in his career. Well, that, Wardlow uh, didn't say it. Fucking Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone didn't shut up, couldn't shut up about it. Well, yeah, they didn't. <laughs> well, I'm saying it now. But, uh, yeah, that one match, that cage match with Cody, still the only loss. But, uh, yeah, looking real strong here, just tossing Jungle Boy around. Uh, they fight to the top rope. Wardlow picks up Jungle Boy on his shoulders. But Jungle Boy's able to shift his weight around, hits a big hurricanrana off the turnbuckle, gets a big near fall. Uh, but then they fight outside the ring onto the ramp, and then Wardlow just hits the F10, flings him back in the ring, and then he hits another massive F10 as Jungle Boy just gets so much air. The spin, it was great. Uh, yeah, that big F10 gets Wardlow the win low, and he moves on to round two. Wardlow the win low. Fucking kudos <laughs> to Jungle Boy, who we see him on TV every week he's still so young he's going up against this you know relentless destructive talent of Wardlow um who who's could, pretty young himself I think who too. could be in line for a big push I really don't know well yeah he's racking up the wins here so you I know mean, and, quiet. I think a bunch of dark but and if we look at that true like heavyweight division on the you know our WWE main roster versus this show we do have guys in both places I mean on a show like this we do have the likes of Brian Cage Lance Archer Wardlow we have these big dudes who are still putting on very good matches yeah and uh yeah I mean the division doesn't really yeah any size is welcome so. Of course. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Wardlow's moving on here. Uh, and we find out that Moxley, the match against Eddie Kingston at Full Gear, is now going to be an I Quit match. Too many I Quits. Well, I don't want any. I don't want <laughs> I don't want Roman, Jey Uso, Eddie Kingston, or John Moxley to have to quit. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
it's but it's gonna happen. I don't this want is a this. First for I don't want this. I don't want this. It's gonna be a great match though. <laughs> uh, but we got another first round matchup here in the tournament. Kenny Omega, who was supposed to face Joey Janela, but uh, due to COVID contact reasons, Janela's out. Sunny kisses in. Now he doesn't, doesn't really. He, he, he we don't know if he has it. We just know that he, he doesn't. Ha- he yeah, came in contact just, with somebody because Joey Janela. Yeah. Joey Janela's spring break is still still going on. Like all yeah, over the place. Just... He had a match the other weekend against Ricky Morton. And Who's even going to these shows? People. Like how are they? How are they, <laughs> how are they able to sustain? People are still going. Team. But guess what? Guess who took a destroyer off the second rope? Yeah, that's right. Ricky Morton can still do these things. He's still dishing <laughs> yeah, out no, destroyers all over the place. He's like fifty-eight <laughs> years old. Yeah, he's crazy. But. Uh... Kenny Omega, too, during his intro, there, uh, Justin Roberts just reading all these accomplishments, like breaking Meltzer's five scare, five star scale seven times, PWI, number one wrestler, wrestling observer, wrestler of the year. It's kind of healing it up with all these self indulgent things going on. Of course. You know, Justin Roberts didn't have to say those things. I'm sure Kenny Omega slipped him a little cue card, like, be sure to list yeah. all of my accomplishments. And look who made the big return. As during Omega's entrance, we have the woman from Raw Underground. They were just kind of dancing with brooms as Kenny made his entrance. Wait, the woman from so, Raw? Wait, 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 what? Oh, no, no okay. <laughs> no, I'm just making Okay, I thought you were like a specific, a specific, <laughs> like, like, uh. I mean, for all we know, it could have been. Like that woman who was, yeah, she was in Raw Underground, and the next week she was in the she was in the hot tub with Damian Priest. I was like, we need yeah. to track down this woman. <laughs> like, where, yeah. what's her deal going on right now? <laughs> uh, yeah, we do have a little bit of the, yeah, the brooms. He is, he is the cleaner, of course. The cleaner's coming back. Yeah, he's and bringing it back. He's we healing did, it up. We did get the match, uh, but I think it was pretty much just a V-trigger and a one-winged angel. Yeah. I mean, the entrance was more than the match and uh, just gets him the quick dominant win, moving on to round two. And that look on his face after he won was just that, like, you know, that, I don't know. I mean, I guess, Mike, you can't see my face, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can picture Kenny's, though. You can picture the way he looked, that smug, I'm yeah. better than you. And it's been so long since we've seen this one-winged angel. That Mr. Noodle hairdo he's got. In play, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, dominant win. Uh, Let's move right on. We got another matchup in this tournament. My my most hyped first round match. Ray Phoenix taking on Penta L0M. Eddie Kingston on commentary to support his boys out here. Mm -hmm. You know, they're still brothers. They show respect. They shake hands. uh, But then we just get some good old lucha... yeah, lucha shit. Uh, loud chop off. They're chopping the shit out of each other's chests. Uh, yeah, Phoenix is just high flying all over the place. Uh, it was a little scary moment when they climb to the top rope and Phoenix goes for some sort of twisting head scissors, but looks like he just like fell on his head almost. Just I don't know. Now those those slippery AEW ropes, you know, happened yeah, to Matt Seidel and now it's happening to everybody. The summer heat, or I guess the the Florida heat. Yeah, the Florida uh, <laughs> the Florida humidity. Just Florida. Uh, but anyways, Penta, at one point, Penta hits this move I've never even seen before. It was like a pop-up power bomb, but Phoenix like flips midair. It was crazy. Yeah, they did a few things that I've never seen before. <laughs> yeah, these guys are just so damn good. Uh, so Penta, he does the, he violently snaps Phoenix's arm, goes to finish him off, but then Phoenix reverses it, hits a big destroyer, and that gets him the three count. So Phoenix moves on to the semifinals to face Kenny Omega. And that should be great. Yeah. 
Wow. And Eddie Kingston on commentary was great this whole time. They they the way they oh, yeah. the way they ended with this like up into a power bomb Phoenix goes into destroyer out of nowhere uh was was an incredible finish to this match. Um Yeah. You know, it's nice to see a destroyer. Actually. And we're going to get Phoenix <laughs> Kenny Omega in the next match, which will I'm sure burn the house down. The last time they saw each other was like a year ago for the AAA Heavyweight Championship. That match is on yeah. YouTube. You can check that one out. I think Kenny still has that belt. He still has it. Oh, there If you check promotions around the world, <laughs> the reigns and like championship history is all out of whack now because it's been for in some of these cases coming up on, you know, 200 days where like it's just been inactive like with nothing yeah, you know exactly sucks. pwg uh i think nwa nick aldis is like a, he's been holding that belt for like 800 days now uh sort of like the and triple a is in that same kind of boat where like because nobody can really travel around too much yeah does moxley still have that new japan title moxley is still the iwgp united states <laughs> champion <laughs> yeah so uh yeah about that uh, but let's go on. We got more tournament action here. The final match of the first round. Colt Cabana taking on Hangman Adam Page. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. They have a good old match. Evil Uno's out there supporting Colt. Uh, but Hangman ends up hitting that buckshot lariat. Gets the win. So Hangman will face Wardlow in the semifinals. Wow. That'll be great. I mean, you know, I think we... Uh, the brackets are lining up if they, you know, sometimes it's okay to go with the obvious choice and just give us Kenny versus Hangman. Yeah. And uh, I don't think we've ever seen Hangman Moxley. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. Can't remember. But uh, I think Team Taz comes out, cut a little promo on Darby Allen. I think Darby Allen had a skit with Steve O at some point doing some jackass stuff. Yes. Doing some skateboarding. Yeah. Like I'm Bam Mar- Bar- Margera. But uh, but then it's time for the much-hyped dinner debonair between Chris Jericho and MJF as they're sitting at this fancy restaurant uh, going back and forth with the, the waitress, changing the temperatures of their steak. The, 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 rare, the, the rareness of it. Yeah. Uh, so they're doing that bit. And then uh, Jericho says we're going to have an inner circle town hall next week to... See if MJF should join the group. And then it just kind of seamlessly transitions into this whole musical number. As both men start singing, they're dancing, these ballroom girls come they in. They got Rockettes over there. The Rockettes, yeah, I can't even... The recap won't even do it justice. <laughs> you just have to watch the thing. It was a full-on number. They were, and they're actually singing. MJF can sing. He's decent. Yeah, he He's was doing before. like a... Ba-dum, boom, boom, yeah, like I've seen videos of him singing like... Yeah. Like the Temptations and stuff, and like My Girl and all that. He can do it. Uh, but yeah, so they get, they do their great musical number, and then they just sit back down. The stakes arrive, and they're just like raw meat, and they send them back. That's the end of your skit. That's the end great of the skit. skit. Uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. I thought yeah, this. Two guys. Not everyone can pull this off. You need to have the confidence. Not everyone can pull this off. And the you talent. Need the confidence. I am always in the talent. I am. When I see something like this, especially when AEW does it, I can't help but feel like if WWE did it, critics would have just fucking torn it apart. Yeah, even if it had been just as good. It could have been the exact same thing, just with like Seth and Murphy instead of, <laughs> instead of Chris Jericho and uh, like exact same like word for word, note for note, cut for cut, the exact same thing. 
Um, that could be like media bias, or maybe AEW just has a way of pulling these things off. Uh, maybe a bit of both. Maybe a bit of both, you know, but, but. by doing this, they've sort of, nobody, you, nobody else could do this anymore. Because now it would, it would be a ripoff of Jericho MJF, you know, by kind of like beating everybody to the punch, by making fun of themselves more than anything else, you sort of remove the ability for your critics or your bullies to really put you down. It's like uh, the climactic scene of Eight Mile when Eminem just says all his own shit. He makes fun of himself. He's like, what you got now? Yeah. I just gave them everything. What you got now? And he does the same yeah. thing in Scary Movie 3. Uh, yeah, I think the real Eminem. Yeah, <laughs> uh, dirt nasty. Uh, dirt nasty. Yeah, this this was that a lot was... of fun. If you haven't seen it, you gotta go fucking watch it. Uh, because until the you know sort of these these two heads eventually you know eventually will meet up and um, join forces, or no, or I mean like the heads will clash. Something will happen between these two, and until then, let's just fucking sit back and enjoy this. This ride, this ro- this uh, this light pleasure cruise down the Jericho <laughs> MJF lazy river. All aboard! Toot toot. Uh, Doctor Britt Baker is out here for some in ring action against Kylan King, and King has racked up an O and eleven record, uh, and that's not changing today. Yikes! <laughs> so. Baker hits a curb stomp, puts on a surgical glove, and applies the lockjaw. King taps out. So that's your woman's action for the week. Hikaru Shida is missing, folks. I have not seen her in a while. Maybe she's on dark. Maybe that's what they're doing over there uh, on dark. Nah. Britt Baker, just win the title at full gear, and let's let's give this division the kick in the ass it needs. Is that the kick in the ass? I mean, it's something. At least she's on TV every week. At least we'll have her on TV every week. Because I think, yeah, this, the kick in the ass is still they need the performers to be good enough. Maybe maybe, yeah. maybe it's juxtaposed with the the rest of the talent on the rest of the roster. Where if we're watching an episode of SmackDown or an episode of Raw and we have a women's match, you know, we had that women's tag match where it seems like we're just sort of throwing these things together, tons of DQ finishes. It maybe feels normal because we're seeing very much similar things on the men's side. You know, like we'll see Matt Riddle and Baron Corbin for 14 weeks straight, all ending in DQs. And then we're like, okay, because we also have women's matches, which are kind of having that same result. But here on Dynamite, it seems like we're getting, you know, it seems like at least every week we have one great match. Whether it be something in ring, whether it be that fucking street parking lot fight that we had a few (laughs) weeks ago. It's sort of like, you know, when we see these women's matches much, you know, they just sort of seem to pale in comparison to the rest of the roster. Yeah, give them a chance. And let the, you know, when you let them have it, like Sheeta and Penelope Ford, then they knock it out of the park. Yeah, we need Penelope Ford back, Karu Sheeta. We need Britt Baker. Uh, Let's start there. I mean, you know, three is all you need to kind of maybe start something. Give her the title. That's what I Yeah, why not? Uh, but let's go on to the main event because we got a fatal four-way match, tag match to determine the number one contenders for those titles. So you got the Butcher and the Blade, the Young Bucks, Silver and Reynolds, and Private Party here. Um, just a good old fun tag match. Um, Allie, the Bunny, is back with Butcher and the Blade now. With I don't know. I guess the Nightmare Sisters are done. That's her and Brandy. Oh my God! Nobody can keep women together. Nobody. Well, that's the classic thing, right? <laughs> like women hate other women. So the idea of women having a tag partner is almost like counterintuitive to that. 
I mean, whose idea is that? Women hate women. That isn't that like a thing? Like women, <laughs> like women hate other women's uh, success. Uh, like know. that's sort yeah, of like no, a trope, is it not? It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then at some point in the match, uh, Private Party does this big double move off the top rope, leg drop, and Reynolds, I think, got legit knocked out here. He got fucked up. Uh, he took a big one. I noticed that too. Yeah, like he was out on the mat. Uh, Butcher just kind of had to pull him the corner and tag out, and he was out for the rest of the match. And uh, But John Silver, though, he picked up the slack. He was running wild. He was looking great. Uh, Jim Ross kept fucking saying the word ballyhoo like 10 times in this match. Yeah. Every time he's talking about the young, but they go, they came here, you know, with all the ballyhoo yeah. and all that. I'm like, all right, JR. <laughs> uh, love it. I love, but, the ba- uh, I love the ballyhoo. Yeah, twice is enough though. Ten times, it's a lot of ballet. So maybe but, it was a uh, uh, it was a Jr. has one of those word of a day cal word of the day calendars, and then he just like he yeah. know he peeled it off. was like barely who, 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 All right. Uh, so then it comes down to Mark Quinn and Matt Jackson in the ring. Matt picks him up for the Meltzer driver. Quinn reverses it into a pin, but then Matt rolls through, pins Quinn down, gets the three. So the young bucks will face FTR. For the tag titles at full gear. And that's going to be sick. And they did it in a very smug way, too. I remember, like, they were pointing out at FTR while they were giving out that Meltzer driver. Or, yeah. Uh, no, they've been they've been healing it up, too, these last few weeks. Super kicking all the innocent employees. And... Of course. And it sort of seems like over the past few weeks that the Bucks FTR will be the match. Uh, after the years of talking shit to each other off, off television... Um, you know, I guess, yeah, this is, this is where it has to go. This is where it has to go. You know, a nastier, edgier, meaner young bucks makes them more dangerous than they have ever have been. Yeah. So let's see. Looking forward to that match. <clears throat> but then afterwards, FTR come out and, uh, yeah, they offer them a beer. So bucks just smack the beers away when a masked assailant gets in the ring, nails the bucks with a chair. Climbs to the top rope and helps the FTR hit this triple team pile driver. Uh, and then, yeah, they wrap a chair around Matt's legs, smack that down, and the masked man reveals himself as Tolly Blanchard, who I was actually surprised he was moving so well. He was moving so well for uh, like, well, Tolly's probably, probably like 60, was, right? Yeah, he was jumping off the middle rope. He was doing stuff. So, ah, good for him. They go off the air with FTR celebrating. Go off the air with FTR celebrating, and now we have a few weeks to work on, uh, you know, sort of building this program. Because right now, we've got a couple heels going at it, which isn't we don't see all the time. Nope, but, uh, you know, just we're, we'll get some great wrestling out of it either way. Of course. But let's just move right on over to the other side of the Wednesday Night War. NXT, folks. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's good wrestling. So NXT. Watch and see. Got to tap out a count out of one, two, three. Because next week, next week is Halloween Havoc, right? Yeah, next week's Halloween Havoc. So we're all very excited. I'm certainly excited. He's excited. Chauncey's excited. But we're kicking off with a triple threat match. Kushida. Velveteen Dream, Tomasa Ciampa, uh, Kushida and Ciampa both hate Dreams. They're just beating him up for a while. But the Dream's still rocking that arm cast, selling the effects. Uh, and it does come into play eventually as the Dream nails Ciampa in the head with the cast. But Kushida's the one who capitalizes as he German suplexes Ciampa right after. 
bridges it for the three count. So Kushida picking up steams. I like what they've been doing the last couple months with him. I think maybe two matches in a row. Well, he's had he has he had the win over Dream at Takeover, and now the win now. Uh, yeah, yeah, action packed, fast paced, uh, good good kind of stuff. Champa Kushida should happen. Needs to happen. Maybe that'll ha- be a match that could happen at a uh, Halloween Havoc. Could they could throw that on there? And, cer- uh, and certainly, if you are, you know, if if Kushida beats a guy like Champa in a one on one match, I think that would really that puts him in the front as a front runner, possibly for this WWE or sorry NXT Championship. Well, yeah, if the thing's gonna be vacant, he'll have to, you know, he could find his way. We into will the match have to Trump. find out. I don't think did we get any info about. Not this week. We didn't. No. Last week he just said we're gonna let it breathe for a few weeks, see how it goes, but. We all saw that bike chain in Finn Balor's belt. It literally, there's a bike chain. It's yeah, that's freaky. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know they could do but, that with like medical science. Yeah, just like, ksh, ksh, <laughs> like does it stay in there forever? Do they remove it later? Like, yeah. What what happens <laughs> if we go through a metal detector? They always. <laughs> yeah, because I know some people like they just leave the screws in your leg forever. Some people get them taken out. Yeah, like once it heals, it's like we can't go back in there. So yeah, uh, it's like, well, it's part of you now. That's you now. Do you think he has to oil? You mean, do you think he has to oil up his jaw when he like when he's going for lunch? I don't know. Like, be weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we get Ember Moon taking on Jesse Kamea, who uh, gets a couple moves in. But Ember working a bit of a different style here. She does all these submissions and ends up getting the tap out victory with uh, some kind of like reverse scorpion death lock. Look cool. Something. I don't know. Something like that. But yeah, she's celebrating. Dakota Kai comes out and attacks her. So. Uh, but in the middle of all that, we get a commotion going on backstage as we've got another Galuli incident. It's been... Galuli, Jeff Galuli has made his presence known <laughs> amongst NXT. Yeah. Uh, people, well, even on AEW when Matt Hardy got attacked the other week. Yeah. Everyone's just been getting attacked behind because uh, Bobby Fish is on the ground. He's limping. Uh, we don't know what happened, but uh, he's going to a local hospital. And they did say hospital. They, they did not say medical facility. I know. I was like, wait, wait, what? So this might be serious. Uh, to get an MRI on his leg. So he is out. He was supposed to be in the tag title match main event tonight with Roddy Strong. But uh, luckily, Kyle O'Reilly is cleared. And he will take his place in the main event. But in the meantime, we got Austin Theory versus Bronson Reed. Uh, they just go back and forth. Fight to the top rope. Theory gets knocked down. Reed hits the tsunami splash. Gets the win. Then right after, Theory's all pissed, so he gets on the mic, challenges him to a rematch. So Bronson's like, okay. He gets in, hits a Samoan drop, gets another three count. So Austin Theory's just on a huge losing streak. Yeah, weird for him to get kind of squashed twice in a row. Um, you know, after yeah, after coming back and still not being British. I, I, I don't know. Every <laughs> time I see him, I'm surprised. Well, later on backstage, uh, they just have a quick little interview with him, and he says he quits, and he leaves. Oh, great. So- Okay. Yeah. Bye. bye. Girl. Bye. <laughs> uh, backstage, Zia Lee's interviewed, and we still don't know what's going on with her and Boa and that mystery letter. But it's very important to her. She has to win this match. She has to. She has to. Uh, but before that, we got six-man action: Legato del Fantasma against Swerve Scott, Ashanti the Adonis, and Jake Atlas. And uh, you know, these are the kind of guys you can use to help out this tag division here. Let them do stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Legato hit their little team finisher, get the win, so they look strong. And then we cut to the Gargano house 
where Johnny and Candace, they've got a training wheel set up to practice for Halloween Havoc. <laughs> I think they're just practicing spinning the wheel. <laughs> yeah, as if it makes a difference. As if but... they're like, okay, guys, we really got really to get this. <laughs> so Johnny spins. He gets a buried alive match. He's all freaked out. Candace spins. She gets a trick or street fight. She's like, oh, I can do that. So Johnny wants to go again. And he gets a casket match. So he's he's fucked up. He just wants the wheel. The wheel wants him dead. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah, he doesn't want it. He doesn't, I don't, but I don't think he wants the... Uh... We'll find out next week, though. Yeah. Spin the wheel. Make a deal. <laughs> what could it be? Uh, tag action. Ever-Rise taking on Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. And Dane still selling that uh, he's not liking the, the silly entrance music. And mm-hmm. Drake's in the ring. Drake's getting beat around all day. Sorry. Yeah, Drake's getting beaten around the ring. Uh, Killian Dane tags in. But then he starts getting double teamed. They lock him in a submission. And Drake doesn't want to see his friend in pain. So he grabs a chair. Nails ever rise. The other gets the DQ. So him and Dane lose. But uh, Killian goes up to him after. Looks like he's mad. But then he just smacks him on the back. He's like, ha ha. That was awesome. You kicked their ass. Where's that guy been? Yeah. Where, so he doesn't mind. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so, the, you know, and this is a, this is a, a, a group being built up. Yeah. I mean, he's coming around. Yeah. The uh, tag? Why not? Like we just said, tag division. Let's let's get it going. Let's get it going, baby. We love tag wrestling over here at the uh, the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> uh, but then we cut backstage as, oh no, now Roddy Strong has been attacked from behind and laid out. So, damn. Regal's like, I promised a tag title match tonight. What should we do? When uh, Danny Burch and One Larkin come up and they're like, uh... Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly's still there, and he's like, hey, man, you guys should go for the titles. But they're like, no, you beat us. You earned the shot. Why don't you team up with one of us and go for them? But Kyle's like, no way. I'm going to the hospital. So Birch and Larkin are getting the title shot in the place of Undisputed Era. You know, uh, Vince McMahon brings his talent to local medical facilities, and Triple H brings his talent straight to the hospital. Cut out the local medical facility. Let's take him straight to the hospital, yeah, you know? Exactly. I mean, it's I an bet emergency. the local medical facility is just going to tell you, hey, bring him to the hospital. So you might yeah. as well just cut out that middleman. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Zaya Lee taking on Casey Catanzaro. And, uh, yeah, Zaya just being very aggressive, fighting angrily here. But uh, the spunky Casey gets the better of her. Catches her with a pinning combination to get the three count. So afterwards, Zaya's a sore loser, beats up Casey until Caden Carter goes in to help her. But then she gets fought off. And then Raquel Gonzalez comes out, just fucks up everyone. And she cuts a little promo because she's going to face Rhea Ripley next week. Next on week the on the Havoc. Yeah. I don't think there are any. I don't think they have to spin the wheel. No, I don't think so. Not I don't think everybody <laughs> has to spring no, the wheel. No, it's just the two matches. Yeah. But. Uh, but then we get a live, a special live version, in-ring segment of Thatch as Thatch Can. That's what it's called. I also I also <laughs> took note of that this week. Yeah. <laughs> so Tim Thatcher's here to give us some more fighting tips. Uh, shows us some nice techniques, how to, you know, how to defend. He's actually being quite educational here. Uh, but he's picking on this poor student, Andrew. Um, and eventually Andrew just gets tired of it. Starts to shoot on Timothy. Gets him with a single leg takedown. Front face lock. So, uh, but the Thatch man did not like that. Trying to make him look like a fool. So. That just pisses him off. He tells the ref to get in here so they can have a match proper. And then Thatcher just destroys the guy, taps him out with a single leg crap. So. Yeah, Thatch man, looking strong. Yeah, oh, of course, dude. This guy is one of the best. 
But that's uh, time for the main event, the NXT Tag Team Championship match we were promised. Bree Zongo defending against Danny Burch, One Larkin. Uh, yeah, good fun tag stuff. Uh, you know, Fandango hits his big leg drop off the top rope, which has had matches before, but Burch kicks out. Uh, and Danny Burch says, I love it, he does like this hanging diamond cutter off the top rope yeah and uh, well and also like the cutter is a great move that we never see on the main roster yeah other than randy Uh, well well, because of randy is why is why we won't see it right so just a cutter is a good and this is just yeah it's different enough it's not an rko it's different enough a cutter works great as a reversal as something off the uh, off a rope you can spike someone's head down remember when ricochet i think took an rko one time that was just like the best looking sell (laughs) of that it's a great move awesome move uh brizango though they're back in control fandango climbs up to the top rope when some mystery person appears with this really strange metal tin over their face, I don't know what the hell it was that like. Mask ha- was. It was like it was like the front part of an Iron Man mask, but yeah. without the eye. There's like no eye hole. Like how the fuck did he see nose hole or mouth hole? I <laughs> yeah, was also I very confused. Well, like got a metal cup on his face is what it looked like. But uh, so this mystery man, he pushes Fandango off the top rope and then goes and hides under the ring. So uh, the ref didn't see it, and Breeze is like, "What? You didn't see?" So the ref's looking around. Which allows Danny Burch to hit a low blow on Breeze. And then him and Larkin hit their double team DDT finishing move to get the three count. So we have new NXT Tag Team Champions. Turning heel in the process. New fucking champs. There we go. Love to see a belt. Love to see a belt switch hands. Yeah, I like it. This is what the division needs, you know. Mm -hmm. Get some serious stuff. Breezango was good. They had their nice little, you know, now they can say they were champions. But uh, let's heat this division up. Because the mystery man gets in the ring to celebrate with the new tag champs. And he removes this strange mask. And it's none other than Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. I did not see that one coming, but I dig it. He's back. He is back. Yeah. He took out Undisputed Era. He was the one. Uh, Of course, him and Adam Cole, you know, Adam Cole beat him. So he's not over it yet. So Adam Cole, a person we also haven't seen on TV since the Ridge Holloway incident. Um, you know, yeah, Pat Mac, he was a perfect heel in that first matchup, and it was pretty good for a celebrity match. Oh, yeah, uh, it was very good. Also, you know, if we want Oni Lorcan and uh, Danny Burch to go to the next step, you know, we have the McAfee as the mouthpiece slash is competent enough within the ring. Uh, it's fantastic. You know, these guys get to be physical while McAfee does the promos. Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, and he can also get in the ring as well if they want. Yeah, my biggest um, my question is, I wonder if this is a pivot. Like, I wonder if McAfee, if Ridge Holloway was supposed to be there. Ridge Holland? Ridge Holland. Sorry, I keep saying, who's yeah. Ridge Holloway? Uh, That's a name, isn't it? I think that might just be some athlete Fuck, from some Some sport. athlete. Uh, uh, I wonder. I wonder I've, if this was his yeah. job. I wonder if maybe this was going to be like a stable, the four of them. Oh, yeah. And McAfee. Because I don't know, I feel like maybe McAfee was always meant to come back. I don't know. I think he was meant. I mean, I Holland think he was, was obviously going to have a big role. Back. Uh, yeah. it, it never felt like it was. Go- he was too good for it to be a one-off. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, I hope this group sticks around for a bit. You know, now they've got three of them versus, uh, I guess, four members of Undisputed Era. But they need a yes. Yeah, so they need a fourth guy. 
need a fourth guy. And who knows, with Survivor Series around the corner, uh, we are looking at these, you know, larger stables taking each other on uh, in that well, and, group competition. And usually Survivor Series weekend brings war games. So if they're going to have one of those. Oh, my. Then... Imagine that. I'm at fucking what? So Undisputed Era. This Oni lore. I mean, game they're in Pat. every war game, so it has to be. <laughs> oh, of course, you can't have war games without those guys. Yeah. So uh, that means, yeah, that just means they need another member for their their dream team here. But that was it. That was NXT. That was that NXT. Was that was Wednesday night. That was the entire wrestling week. Yes. Okay. But there is one what? other thing going on this weekend. What happened? You know what that is? Oh no. Whoops. Sorry, that was my fault. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I, I was exited. <laughs> I exited the. Yeah. You know, I didn't mean to hang up the call because we're not done here. Of course, we we're not done. Uh, yeah, that was the end of the Wednesday Night Wars, but there is a pay per view this Sunday. So let's just talk about that quickly. Uh, Hell in a Cell is here. We only know four matches, but I'm sure they'll add a couple tonight. Right. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But I think out of the four we know, three of them are Hell in a Cells. Now, I was looking <laughs> yeah. back. We've never had three Hell in a Cell matches on the same night. I thought there was a three once, I think, but maybe I think not. I saw there's a lot of twos, obviously. There's a lot of twos, yeah. yeah, yeah For yeah. some reason, I thought there was a three with like a shitty Rusev match, but maybe it was just a two. <laughs> uh, but either way, we have the only non-Cell match we know about is uh, Jeff Hardy versus Elias. Cool. Because of that whole, yeah. So that's going to happen. Uh, but then the first Hell in a Cell match, uh, Drew McIntyre defending against Randy Orton. Hopefully the conclusion of that feud, you know, mm -hmm. Randy just either win it or move on, Randy, at this point. Yeah, fuck. I think he has to win it at this point or move on. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. <laughs> uh, and then Bailey taking on Sasha Banks in the Hell in a Cell match, Women's Championship, which uh, I'm just very, very excited for. Very high expectations. Yeah. This could be a match of the year. Contender. Sasha Banks was in the Hell in a Cell match maybe last year, if not the a few years before. Yeah, against Becky. She's been in two. No, Hell in it was Cell Charlotte. Well, she's been in that one, and she was in the one with Becky last year. Oh, okay. I was, was awesome. I was. I think I was thinking of the one with Charlotte, maybe. Yeah. Might, that might have been. Charlotte the was the first before, one. Uh, either way, though, this could be excellent. Excellent. Yeah, very much so. Uh, assuming Bailey signs the contract. Assuming Bailey signs the contract, and fuck, who wins? Mm -hmm. uh, Give it to Sasha. Is it time? It could be time. Well, because I think for Sasha, the big moment, she's never defended the title, so maybe her defending the title at WrestleMania is the big moment. Oh, okay, okay, interesting. Uh, but then we have Roman Reigns defending his Universal Title against his blood, Jey Uso. In a Hell in a Cell, I quit match. First ever. First ever Hell in a Cell, I quit. I don't want either of these men to quit. Uh, the Roman Reigns train... Well, it doesn't mean they have to quit the business. That doesn't mean they have to quit the business. Uh, the Roman Reigns train to pain town uh, is not stopping. We're shoveling coal into that train. Uh, it just yeah, won't yeah. stop. It's a strong... It's a strong... Locomotive. ...piece of locomotive machinery. And uh, the tracks are very well built. So <laughs> Roman Reigns is not derailing anytime soon. And that'll happen forever. Uh, very excited for, yeah, like we said before, a little microphone in the ring. Because uh, the story that these guys are telling is the best part of this feud thus far. 
yeah, it's been excellent. I mean, exceeded ex- if you had said like a year ago, hey, Jay Uso is going to main event a couple pay per views. Like, oh. A couple pay per views. This is this will one hundred percent be the main event for the show. Like, which one? Which one? Yeah, which, uh, which one? Yeah, this probably will be the main event. Uh, I'm assuming it will be. Yeah, I can make a case for Bailey Sasha, but but yeah, I think Roman and Jay <laughs> is that's that's where we are right now. Yeah, they're getting the most. Promo time, it seems, the main event closing angles. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure we'll get an extra two matches or so added to the card. But other than that, that's all you and need. And that's Six fine. Yeah, like let's have these three matches have, you know, be a normal length of time. You yeah. know, maybe, I dare I say, 20 minutes each. Yeah, that'd be fine for the cell matches. 20 minutes apiece. One will probably go 30. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the whole COVID era, they've done a great job of pay-per-views have been just like two and a half hours three shorter than in raw yeah <laughs> and just wrestling it's just pure wrestling oh no commercials God. no bullshit no commercials no. well there's probably there's most of the times you get a finish yeah there's gonna be some bullshit so don't worry about that well uh. yeah, it's wrestling it's wrestling <laughs> uh but there you have <laughs> but it yes that's the preview we'll come back next week with the review and uh that's pretty much everything except for the final thing which we do every week yes and crown the Wrestler of the Week champion. It's the Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week. I'm going to kick off this one here for you, Mike. A lot of great wrestling action this week. I'm kicking over to our Wednesday Night War on our AEW show. Excuse me. The moment that made me stand up and go, woo! It wasn't <laughs> anything Ric Flair related even. No, it was Ray Phoenix, my wrestler of the week, hitting that pop power bomb or like that power driver reverse into the destroyer to get the pin and the win. Uh, that made me that made me hoot and holler from my couch. Uh, <laughs> and apparently that's enough to do it. Ray Phoenix, you're my wrestler of the week. Yeah, excellent match. I mean, we know we know what we're getting with those guys. Uh, I was hooting as well. I was hollering, and uh, I am unanimously given the vote to Ray Phoenix for wrestler of the week. The unanimous Ray Phoenix. Congratulations, yep. Ray Phoenix. Congratulations. You are the rest of the week champion and potential future AEW heavyweight title contender. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, that match next week is going to burn the house down. All The next kind of r- few rounds of matches uh, will be great. Yeah. I think that's the very man that Kenny Omega beat for that Triple O. That is. Yeah. That is the match which took place um, down there in Triple A wrestling. About a year ago yeah. around this time. Yeah. But that's it. That's everything. We're going to have a fun weekend of wrestling and other things and all that stuff. And that's all. Yeah, that's all the time we have for the show. That was a lot of fun. Of course, uh, stay tuned. The big episode, one hundo. We're hitting triple digits in a couple weeks. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to, we'll, we'll maybe chat more about that uh, we'll next plan. week. We got some, some big plans. Or the week after, uh, but you want to keep, <clears throat> you want to you wanna stay tuned for that. Yes, but uh, yeah, the next episode is going to be a big, I guess we're going to have both Hell in a Cell and Halloween Havoc, so that's a double whammy of God, Hell a, 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 dub, a double review. Oh, it's such such spooky time of year, eh? 
our perfect. So it'll be our last October review. So we'll be closing out the month with uh, uh probably going to be a great show. It will probably be a great show. You're going to want to come back shows. for that. Um, On our end, though. We, we always <laughs> hold up our end. Of we the always do our part. We have a lot of fun. Uh, that's all the time we have. Remember to rate, review, like, and subscribe. The podcast is everywhere. Mike, you have anything you want to tell the kids before we sign off? Ah, uh, you know, if you believe in something and you work hard and you're passionate, uh, sometimes things can still go wrong. So <laughs> there you go. That's what it is, and that's just life. <laughs> that's just life, you know. But uh, you know, keep. I don't know. That's uh, that's just life. Sorry, folks. Keep on keeping I on. I, could, I guess that's. I can't always be positive. <laughs> well, that's great. Thanks for telling those kids. Uh, kids, I hope you heed our warning. Uh, thanks for <laughs> listening again, Mike. We'll talk to you later, buddy. All right. Have a good one.